The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello and... Hey, wait, wait. Well, oh, already? Wait, wait, what's that? Is that a piano player? The piano's playing. <sighs> this again? Is this about last week, Matt? Oh. Oh, boy. Um, I'm not apologizing for it. Oh. No? Okay. No. I'm not going to... like... The piano is still playing. Uh, yeah, we, I feel like we need to, though. All right. Um, I feel like it's our civic duty to yeah. address this issue. As Americans. All right. Uh, so if you guys listen to episode 24, uh, you notice uh, that our producer kind of chimed in a little bit. Uh, we were in bit. we were in our cups. We were deep in our cups. Red Solo Cups. I, uh, you know, I mean, we live in we live in Buffalo, New York. We're yeah. in the middle of a pandemic. Things, we, a lot of pressure on us. We filled them up. And we had a party. we did. We had cups. So I guess I just want to apologize to our listeners who will never get to listen to the full episode, which rightfully so because I will never get to run for office. But I mainly I want to apologize to our producer Matt mm-hmm. for the countless hours of work he put into last week's episode, making it possible. And they were ours. I also want to apologize to the creators of Night of the Comet for us just... I don't know. I don't even know what the word I'm trying to say. I'm just so I feel upset. like our, our general review of that film was positive. It was very positive, but... I just still feel bad, Greg. And I, I, it's just something I can't, I can't get over. I've lost sleep over this. Yeah. Well, uh... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah. I mean, um, also, if that's how you feel, uh, since we're since we're apologizing right now, I want to apologize to the both of you for the last two weeks talking up this weekend party of the three of us hanging out and watching Psycho Gorman. I just want to apologize for that not happening and watching Psycho Gorman by myself. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, you're a piece of shit for that one. Do you know what I actually did on Saturday night without you? Hmm. I wept. Into a bottle of grape soda and a steak. No champagne in that grape soda. I cried into my food, wishing. I'm so sorry. That Psycho Gorman was on the screen. Yeah. And it just wasn't. You know what? It just wasn't. It was really good. That that sounds a lot like my night. Saturday night. No doubt. Like, I also had grape soda. We were, the three of us were separate, disjointed. Yeah. Our trifecta was broken. Personal stuff mind. happened, guys. I also had orange soda that night. I, you know what? I That's do like a tornado orange. of soda. If I had my choice, I would take orange over Guys, grape. that piano. You don't get to speak. The piano is still playing, guys. <laughs> the piano is still playing. All right, shit. It won't stop until until we... we, until we get all of our... Yes. Okay, all right. Great. It is your fault. It, yes. That it's playing. I don't know about that. Well, in this, in this case. All right. Greg? I, too, have something to apologize for. <clears throat> Do you have a, 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 a written statement? I've prepared a statement. Okay. Because there's a lot. Mm. For those of you who have listened to last week's episode, uh, as incredible as it was, as perfect as it was, as entertaining as it was... Just like our listeners. Mm. Perfect. Um, there's some things we need to atone for. So here we go. It's no secret that we all had a little bit to drink last week. Yeah. This is something that I am, in fact, very proud of. 
Okay. However, with the drink often comes a bit of looseness. Carelessness. A generally sloppy undertone to our speech. Now, normally, when I'm on the top of my game, I've been described as something of a wordsmith. A rap god. A verified rhyme animal, if you will. I've been told I spit hot fire. I rip when I rhyme, and often I rhyme when I rip. And I feel that last week, I let you all down. I was caught slipping, tripping, even a little bit of trifling, and for that, I apologize. My impromptu and repeated tribute to one Biggie Smalls, while both beautiful and heartfelt, if I do say so myself, uh, just did not do him justice, and I promise I will work on that. Also, on a related note, I'm going to have to do the responsible thing here and apologize uh, for my just generally irresponsible use of the M word, which of course is Micah. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that this is your word, my friend, not ours, and especially not mine. And my use of it was inappropriate and honestly, historically insensitive. I will do better for both you and your people. Thank you. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know where you were going with that one. For a minute. <laughs> and last, oh, but, who's still going? Right. but certainly not least, I'd like to apologize to Joey Bad Eyes. All right. I see you, buddy, even if you can't see me. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. The well, piano is still going. I mean, I don't know if I could top those apologies. But uh, speak from the heart, Will. Okay. Yeah. Well, I honestly didn't realize how much I said the F word before last week. Even though we said that we weren't going to say it, we said it a lot. We tried briefly. Did we? Did we, though? Mm. Yeah, you're right. I think it was after a saying we say it too much. It was almost a challenge to see how many times we could actually say it. You know what? I think you're right. Yeah. Because I, I, as soon as I was like, you know what? I think we say it too much. You know what? And I was like, internally, I was like. It's kind of a reverse psychology. I'm saying a whole bunch today. <laughs> um, we did say it a whole bunch. We said it a whole bunch. To, the, to yeah. the point where our producer, Matt, had to stop counting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we wore him out. I mean, he called me a good guy. Which. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't understand. Well. Because. I would never call you a good guy. I mean, if that makes you feel better, it does. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I was just swearing a lot. He, he was. You can tell. I mean, if you listen to the show last week, he was so disappointed in me. <laughs> um, he singled you out like, like a mother. Well, it was the. It was freaking. the. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Right. Yeah. Which is so much it's worse. So much worse. Always worse. Um, so to our audience, um, to our, um, continuous listeners, to our dear producer, Matthew, I apologize. And we're just gonna do better. And be better. Mm Mm-hmm. 
to each other and to ourselves. Going to give it the old uh, the old college try. Yeah. Yeah. No guarantees. No. But, you know, we'll think about it. All right. So do you guys feel better? Yeah. I think we got that out of the way. You know, right. honestly. You guys ready for a new episode? Honestly. I'm ready for a new day. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly? I still kind of feel like trash. Do you really? Yeah. What you know, can we should... do? What can we do to remedy this? You should probably drink more. <laughs> to make yourself feel better about yourself you sons of bitches i'm in <laughs> all right all right let's do note, this let's... episode 25 everybody all right let's pound a shot Woo! and uh, uh one two three shot ah why is the piano still playing i don't know <laughs> ladies and gentlemen my name is micah this is will and that there is greg hey now and- and Hello. this show is damn that's scary. Oh, thank you so much for tuning in. If we lost you last week, we apologize. If you're new to the show, don't listen to last week's episode. Please. Uh <laughs> or listen to it. I don't really care. It was it was a good one. Uh there in the apology corner, you did hear me mention a certain movie by the name of Psycho Goreman. Uh I cheated on my two co-hosts here. See, we had a a lot of thing weird things happen this weekend. Uh needless to say, my wife and I actually watched this movie alone without my co-host. I uh, I I'm sorry, guys. I uh, that that it ha- that it happened that way. I uh, I'm like Will said. I am a piece of shit for that. I will never forgive you for this. No. I uh, but I actually read in uh, I, re- I read you, an interview you are, with you are dead to me, sir. I'm right here. You are like Patrick Swayze in a movie Ghost. It's... You are in fact a ghost. <laughs> yeah, but you're like you're even shittier at pottery though. Would that make Greg Whoopi Goldberg? Because I would love that. I've always aspired to be a, a real Whoopi. A big old, life. I like to call him a big old Whoopi. I mean, honestly. Whoopi. Whoopi. Yeah. Uh, so Psycho Goreman, if you guys haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend checking it out. I know it's it's for rent right now. It will be out, out on Blu-ray and DVD in March and eventually over the summer it will be on Shutter. I've really only heard good about it. Yes, me, I, me too because I have not seen it like some people in this room. The o- <laughs> the only bad I'm, thing I'm, people I'm in the are- dark about the the specifics, yeah. but uh, all I'm going to say is that it is the best Power Rangers episode I've ever seen. It's Power Rangers on acid. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is phenomenal uh everything is great it, it definitely has remnants of astron six uh for those of you that know what astron six is Stephen uh kostansky uh was uh interviewed recently uh steven kostansky is the guy that did uh the void oh yeah okay uh which is lovecraftian it was fantastic. which apparently is going to be the theme of the day yeah. uh and he was also one of the guys in Astron, the original Astron Six, the Canadian group that worked on Father's Day in uh, Manborg. I uh, oh Father's Day, I remember you mentioning that. We're yeah. gonna. That's actually gonna be a movie we're gonna review in March. Okay. Yeah. yeah you tell me that was that was like one of your favorite movies for like a really specific reason. All the dad rape. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Steven Konstansky actually came out and said that the the how he came up with the idea of Psycho Gorman was he was filming Leprechaun Returns in Australia. Uh, he was out of his. He was out. Of, did you see Leprechaun Returns? Is that the one with fucking? Uh, there's one. It's the, it's the first one. I know. Is that uh, a it was two. Two. No. Uh, oh, that was Leprechaun God. Origins. That movie was terrible. Leprechaun I Returns. Hear. 
is a direct sequel to the first movie. See, oh, okay. Every one of the Leprechaun movies, it's actually a different Leprechaun. Uh, it's always it's it's okay. It's always Warwick Davis. Okay, this is but news it's to a me. different. It's I was going to say uh, the canon behind Leprechaun is that except for. Uh, the Hood and Return of the Hood. That's the time where it's the same Leprechaun. You mean the two best ones? Those ones are actually a lot of fun. They're so good. They're great. Uh, that's the same Leprechaun. Uh, Leprechaun in Space, Leprechaun in Vegas, Leprechaun from t- uh, 2. Uh, Damn, Leprechaun in Space. <laughs> uh, they're different. <laughs> Yo, can I, I take that I back? I about that one. Yeah, Hood's not the best one. <laughs> space is definitely the best one. Space is really good. Honestly, my favorite one is Leprechaun in Vegas. There's, I, one, there's, the, there's the Leprechaun in Vegas movie? Dude, I don't it's know, sweet. I don't know that one. It's sweet. It's like mid-90s. It reminds me of a full moon mixed with trauma flick. Does it's he, great. Does he gamble? Uh, yeah, he does. Uh, list. He does a little fun thing with Elvis. Does he go and, to a strip club? No. Uh, Wait, what? No, he doesn't go to a strip club. It's it's he... Uh, um, Anyways, I'm getting off the rails here. So Stephen uh, Stephen Kostansky, he was in Australia uh, directing Leprechaun Returns, which was a direct sequel to the first movie. So that one was the Leprechaun from the first movie, the one that's been stuck in the well. He's been stuck in the well the entire time. Uh, and he said that as he was filming the movie, he was out of his comfort zone. He didn't know anyone he was working with. Uh, and he was shopping around at all these different stores and flea markets and stuff like that. And he came across... Uh, Rawhead Rex Blu-ray, and oh. he's like, he's like, oh my god, I've never, I've never seen Gregory, Sorry. Gregory, Gregory Davis Danielson. Sorry, that was my uh, rock and cell phone. Number. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh shit, what's this, Micah? Why are you calling me right now? I'm not calling you, bruh. You uh, butt dial him? No, I didn't butt dial him. You he's definitely you just butt dialed me. I did not. Yeah, that's you. Do better, man. Better. Jesus Christ. This All right. So 100% your fault and not mine. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> he's in Australia filming this movie. He comes across a Blu-ray and it's Rawhead Rex. Now, you guys have seen Rawhead Rex, right? Of course. All right. I, he's like, I've never seen Rawhead Rex. He, he grabbed the movie, took it home, watched it, and he was bored by it. And he's like, how do we make Rawhead Rex better? And he started thinking about how cool it would be if Rawhead Rex talked. And then he was like, how cool would it be if Rawhead Rex got caught up with the squad for Monster Squad? Okay. And that's where the wheels started turning, and he penned the script for Psycho Gorman. Hmm. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about the movie right now until both of you watch it. Then we could do like a little proper quick spoiler-free review on yeah, it. Could I be totally honest with you? Yeah. None of that means anything to me because I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you never seen Rawhead Rex? No, Psycho Gorman. I don't, yeah, I know. You I haven't have seen no it. idea uh, what you're comparing it to. <laughs> Rawhead Rex. What, I'm what be, the hell is that? I'm gonna be honest. I, you know I'm what Rawhead Rex is? Yeah, I'm just kidding. All right, I Rawhead do. Rex I do not. Good. But like, we can move on. Uh, Clive Barker before Hellraiser. Yeah. Oh. I'll, okay. Yeah. Well, I have Rawhead Rex. I'll let you borrow yeah, it. All right. Yeah, it's sweet. It's cool, but it's probably not as cool as Psycho Goreman. Right. You know, which I imagine was fantastic. I imagine that was an incredible movie. It's a real good movie, guys. Oh, probably, you guys should see it. <laughs> it was, <laughs> keep it was it up probably amazing. <laughs> it was probably the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I probably won't punch you in the throat. Yeah, too bad I'll never see it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! My fu- God damn it! My wife's stop, my, stop, my, nope, <laughs> nope, don't. It's, it's fine. We're good. We're just my wife, my wife. Guys, keep giving me grief about this shit. We're just uh, messing with you. That's why. Do I have to bring the podcast down and tell you why? No. That's All right. <laughs> Make, stop you make the you. show. Let's make the show real depressing. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, Will. Make us drink even more than we are a fucking drink. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, Will, what do you got for me, man? All right. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys have um, heard. That was a long delay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of build up there. I know. Um, so, like, so you guys have obviously. <laughs> Shut up, Greg. Uh, you guys have, have you guys seen, like, the first Quiet Place movie? Yeah, I would not survive. I snore and I take loud dumps. You're a loud talker, too. I I tend to bump into <laughs> things a lot. Okay, like I I knock shit over like unintentionally. I would be time. like Greg. Can you make that tattoo gun not as loud? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> as you just bump into the microphone. <laughs> that wasn't even on purpose. Like, I'm not even fucking. With you. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, <laughs> and how the fuck are these people fucking in this in this apocalypse apocalypse world where the monsters can hear you? Silent orgasms. Ah. I mean, unless she's... Nope, never mind. Ah. <laughs> um, so the they, sequel... They probably do it underwater. Hmm. I imagine that's not fun. Do you think the monsters were, like, eating up all, like, the fish and stuff? Like, they could hear a shark and they get in the water and just gobble the shark up or whatever I they mean, do? Because they they have, like, supersonic hearing, so I imagine so. Well, where did that actually, where did it take place? The world. Yeah. No, but, like, the specific story of Quiet Place. The world. It was. It was sort of like it was. I think like the, like the I, I West. I think it was like New York. I don't know. It, it was like it was, it was like it was, it was filmed in New York. I know for sure. Western New York and like those. Uh, well, that new the new one was filmed in Buffalo. Some parts yeah, it of filmed, it. Um, no, but like um, in the story, it was like it was just like farmland. East right? Aurora. It was filmed in. Yeah, that's yeah. right. There's there it was they were a, wandering it was, around. I mean, like rural was, rural areas. It was a farmland, but it was, they definitely filmed the movie in New York. So I, I imagine it was placed in New York. Okay, so point being, I don't know if there were a lot of sharks. Oh, good point. But I'm saying the rest of the world. Because yeah, it just followed this one family, right? That's true. Because they, they, yeah. I imagine they, these are these things are like all over the place. Could be going on everywhere. It yeah. is. That was a thing. It was a global thing. Go ahead, Will. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. So the sequel to A Quiet Place, A Quiet Place Part Two, if you will, shot um, in Buffalo, shot in Buffalo, shot in East Aurora for uh, the majority of the filming. Um, it was originally supposed to come out in April of this year. Yeah, it's been pushed back to uh, September. Oh my god, I'm getting so annoyed by this shit. Just open the movie theaters up. That and that's and that's literally the reason why because every they want to they want to give more time to make sure everything opens back Dude, up. Dude, open the quote, fucking theaters. I'm so sick of this. Like the gyms are open, the bars are open again. Yeah. Get the theaters open, just space everyone out. Like come on, man. Yeah. Throw yeah. in those filters that they made the malls get. We'll use those big, been, um, those like double seats that are basically like, uh, dude, like love seats. Just separate everyone, like, yeah. like or like two, like two people for one of those love seats, yeah. and then like have the next one open, and then like the next one. Like, dude, what the fuck ever? Let's yeah. get let's get movies going again. Keep all yeah. your you have all no your germs idea. in one one little couch area. You have no idea how bad I want to go to a movie theater. Yeah. I I, li- I literally haven't been to a movie theater since like. Tw- before the yeah, like twenty nineteen. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you what the last yeah, movie I, I couldn't. I saw. Yeah, I couldn't either. The last movie I went to see was uh, the Lodge, but the movie theater that I went to, I was high when I got the tickets. Uh, it was AMC, but it was the wrong. We went to the wrong AMC, oh. so I, we didn't have enough time to go to the other one, and we had just eaten edibles in the parking lot. AMC oh. is so, the best, by the way. If I had literally, to, oh, I had absolutely, I agree. So um, much, so much better than general cinema. Yeah. Regal, yeah, Regal can suck. Regal can suck. I'm, I'm an Regal AMC man. Suck my. Yeah, I'm an AMC guy too, through yeah. and through. Those oh, those great. damn those damn 
Baca Vongers? What? Oh, they're incredible. Dude. They're so good. They're so good. So we ate these edibles. My wife and I ate edibles in the parking lot. We went inside, and I like pulled the I pulled my phone up, and the guy's looking at it, and he's like, dude, this movie isn't here. And I'm like, what? And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, fuck. This is the theater downtown. I'm in like the, the, the north towns. Uh, you're, you're the Amherst one? Yeah, and we had just eaten these pretty legit edibles, and it was now like a... I'm so high. So, yeah, I was going to see Cause Hereditary because I got high. I was gonna eat your well, pussy two too. Songs. Okay. Yeah, I know it was. It's a, I we uh, we had, it was like a race I for the never clock saw to get a quiet place <laughs> because I got high. There we go, singing again. <laughs> oh no, not again! The singing podcast. Yeah, so like we had to like rush home, and on the way home, like the edibles started hitting. I'm like, oh my god, no, no, no. Ooh. Got home and we threw on the lighthouse. You keep telling us this fucking movie, and I was, I was, we were like this close to watching that. I know people can't see me, but like my, my fingers are like, yeah, close together. He's right like, now. Micah, this your dick is this big. You still didn't watch it? I haven't watched it yet, dude. Oh my god, is it like, is it like legit work, like worth watching? The lighthouse from like, from like, from like both of your perspectives is like, should I watch it? Oh, Willem, it's, a, it's a very good movie, but okay. it's, I would say it's the type of thing you got to be in the mood for. Okay. It's, it's, it's not a yeah, fun movie. It's, okay. Uh, it can be fun, depending on what you're into. If you have a dark sense of humor, you'll, there will be certain scenes that you're like laughing at. Oh, yes. Tell, tell me then. But the overall turn, tone of it is like dark and okay. intense. Um, I mean, like if we're going to compare it to like, you know, Frogtown. Not the same genre. No, okay. it's a completely right. different okay. movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert Eggers is great, man. Uh, he did The Witch, Lighthouse, and right now he just finished up uh, wrapping up a Viking revenge film, also starring Willem Dafoe. Okay, Willem Dafoe deserved every award ever for his performance in The Lighthouse. He's so good in that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a he's, scene. He's where not. He... He's not bad in anything though. True. No, he's right? not. Yeah. He's always good. He's always on. Yeah. He's always at an eleven. He's definitely a method. He's like, uh, a, he has outburst and the the he t- he could turn that crazy up like Nicolas Cage, but still remain a good actor and in character. When Nicolas Cage turns it up to an eleven, he's just Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I I wouldn't even put the two of them on the same level. Not even a little bit. The reason why I did that was because I was thinking about like the Spider Man movie. Yes. That was supposed to be Nicolas Cage. No. Yeah. He was supposed to be the Green Goblin. Yes. That would have been awful. See, you say that. Defoe was... The, Defoe the was perfect. Obviously, yeah. I can see Defoe like, playing the Joker now. Yeah, sure. You That's something I mean? that we've all wanted for years. Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's just never happened. No. I know I mean, they he's, keep... He's they just keep... got like, the facial structure for it. Then that, that's kind of that's that's kind of why too, but I, I feel like he can get so into it that he can like. That's yeah. That's even aside from the yeah. fact. That well, he's and like if, an you wa- if you want, if you want to get instead of fucking Jared Leto, Ugh. he's he's the new generation. Which Joker. I'm looking forward to, like him, yeah. as, him and Morpheus, though. To be honest, he's damaged. Uh, which Morpheus is actually pushed back. Yeah, till... I was going to say it's put put back until 2022. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that. I hate Jared Leto so much. I'm not even going to really? bother. Yeah, I do. I hate Jared Leto. Really. Yeah, I, oh. I hate his music. What? Uh, I hate his face. Most of his movies. I like those like in the Mars. Um, I'm not gonna. I would never say I hate his face. He's a good-looking guy. Good looking the guy. only time I liked um, him is when he's getting murdered or beat the fuck out of by Edward Norton. Like, okay, have you had, here's, like here's two. Have two, you like two positives? Have you not seen him in the Requiem of a Dream? I was gonna say he's great in Requiem. He's for great a dream. in that. 
he's great in uh well i wouldn't say great but he's functional in both fight club and american psycho he is in fight club is right yeah but he also has like a fuck island he's, he's kind of just like an object Does in, he? in uh, fight club though yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i just Wait, wanted he, to did you say fuck island he has a fuck island now what no no he does he what? has like a uh if you look it up if you look into it jared leto is having this whole like i'm the new jesus here's my island you could come to my island and live there for like a thousand bucks kind of thing oh, and like I, worship me i didn't know anything about and you know he's just fucking all of them and he's just he's blasting 30 seconds to mars songs like constantly. all the time like this is your new religion yeah, you're going to listen to 30 Seconds of Mars, and oh, you're going to... Oh, you were not lying. No, of course I'm not, man. Uh, yeah, I didn't know about that. Yeah, what am I, Greg? <laughs> Just making shit up? No. Lying, lying is a strong word. <laughs> I, I said making shit up. <laughs> no, but um, no. just just totally... uh. Completely for real for a minute. Thirty uh-huh. seconds to Mars. You just ruined thirty seconds terrible. to Mars for me. They're absolutely terrible. They're, they are awful. What did I ruin for it's you? Not good music. Thirty seconds to Mars. <laughs> did you enjoy their music? Yeah. Really? The first album for sure. Yeah. You know what, Will? We just did you a favor. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to? Will's gonna go home and be like, Aaron, it's a, sweetie, it's hear me out. It's a beautiful lie. Two thousand dollars. We could go to Jared Leto's island and fuck him. Oh God, no. <laughs> Hell no. I mean, that, I don't know. Maybe that makes the music better. Come <laughs> if you're, like if you're a fan, come break me down, bury me, bury me. And what was their big song? What's what's the that was that it. one? Yeah, that was bury it. me, bury. Oh yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, but if you like that, you're you're not a good person. Well, goddamn, <laughs> I'm right in front of you, Greg. <laughs> maybe uh, that maybe that came out a little harsh. Uh, Will, should I suggest? <laughs> Some typo negative. I don't, yep. I don't know. Should you? Yeah, balance yes. your yeah. balance your thirty seconds to Mars out with something a little slow, a little hard, yeah, and a little deep. If Whoa. you ever get into the mood to listen, that was good. Yeah. If right? you ever get into the mood to listen to thirty seconds from Mars, maybe put on some one twelve. Remember them? Pizza and cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need more because I'm a fiend. Yeah, or that other song they did. Too close. The big one. No, that's, that's next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am not black enough. <laughs> you know what, Will? Me neither. <laughs> it's okay. I'm black enough for all three of us, guys. Mm. Perfect. Uh, you really, just might be. Black. You're really balancing things out so. for the rest of us here. <laughs> out of the three of us, you might be the blackest one in here. I put mayonnaise on my eggs. Oh, that's take it back. All right. Well, yeah. What? On your eggs? What? I'm kidding. I don't think I you don't are. do that. What am I, some kind of monster? <laughs> Apparently. Matt, save me. <laughs> so, uh, next <clears throat> on the agenda, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this at all uh, recently, but um, Mr. Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. That was really bad. Yeah, it was. Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> One of my favorite directors. And Quentin Tarantino. Fantastic. Um, they did um, From Dust Till Dawn together back in, like, what, 95? Dude, it? they did it so hard with Clooney. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Fucking Trejo, Tom Savini. Sam, Selma Hayek. Oh. Dude, like, honestly. Also, Grindhouse. Like, yo, like, for real, like, if she, like, Let's not that, forget about Grindhouse. That, yeah, that too. But, like, yeah. for real, like, if, like, Hayek was a Hayek. Was a vampire? Desperado. I still would. 
Uh, me too. Right? I feel like this isn't even controversial. No, 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 no it's a, I love it. Hot take, Will over here. Yeah. Every, no, I'm just saying. Like, you know, I'm, I'm. This I, is just I, consensus. I, I grew up. Nine shelter. out of ten dudes. Nine out of ten dudes are just like, yo, yeah, I would totally. I grew up sheltered. First of all, let's get that out of the way. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in a Christian household. Yeah. So you know. So did I, I. I didn't have anybody, I didn't have anybody to, to like express these thoughts to. I was just a sneaky, sneaky boy. Me too. I had a, I had a folder full of pornography until my mom caught me. Yeah, I had a lot of influential neighbors. Like she caught me, and she's like, "What do you do with these?" And I was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm, I'm masturbate." Whoa! You admitted? Yeah. I would have made something up. Like I. What can you say though at that point? I am finding out. What's the big titty bitches? Yeah, in the, in the folder. I'm gonna find who in these five star chopper cooper folder. I'm finding out who these big titty bitches are. I'm gonna trace them down. And I'm gonna preach them the word of Jesus. <laughs> are you? Yeah. So <laughs> you're about the orthodox ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> He's so uh, confused right now. <laughs> I'm Russian. I'm Russian Orthodox. I was raised Russian Orthodox. <laughs> it's like the most strict form of Christianity. <laughs> so I don't think you would have done that. What? Hmm? What you don't think y'all what? I don't know. I just mumbled through that, to be honest. Yeah, you did. I What'd did. you say? You don't I think don't I what? I don't know. I don't think you would have did that. That's what I was trying to say initially. Oh I did. Okay. Until I reached an age. What age? Uh where I started getting hair on my balls. Ah, okay. Oh, so when you, uh, when you came of age. Yes. Yes. From, there we go. So from Where the priest dawn. the priest found me unattractive. Oh god. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Anyway, from dusk till dawn. All right. Uh, uh, Robert, soon, Rodriguez, <laughs> Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino, they are apparently in in like in development of a animated series of the show of the movie. I didn't hear about this. Yeah. Um and uh, Rodriguez said that the series will follow in the footsteps of the live action TV show from back I guess in like late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, I th- would th- love that. The T V show? Yeah. The, the teach the yeah uh, it was on uh, Spike wasn't it I think so yeah 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 Spike Network and it's going to further explore the world of Aztec vampires that's cool yeah I mean it's it's a cool setting yeah it's a it's sort of a fun premise where it's like criminals versus vampires mm-hmm. yeah so it's got that Tarantino you know uh, vibe versus. Yeah, like a B movie. Yeah, kind of thing. So one of our dear friends, uh, also one of the co-hosts of the panel discussion, he watched uh, Will Calrissian. Yeah, he watched From Dust Till Dawn. You can call him Will Smith too, though. You know, I could, <laughs> but I won't. Uh, Getting jiggy with it. Na, 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 na. Singing. That's when the alcohol hits. We start singing. I know. Uh, so he actually went in from Dust Till Dawn not knowing that it was a vampire movie. Really? So when the vampires hit, he was just like, wait, wait, what? What? What the wait, fuck? Wait. When did he like first watch the movie? Uh, <laughs> what did he think it was about? <laughs> like five years ago. No shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he wow. watched. He watched, Somebody said you have to watch it. He was going through like it a was thing just where... two criminals uh, kidnapping yes. a family and yes. just crossing the border? Yes. This is the whole story? Yeah. And honestly, you know what? When you watch that movie and you, uh, even if you know it's a vampire movie, you forget that vampires are a part of it. You do. Kind of like when you watch well, I mean, Predator. Until you get about half an hour in. It's more than a half hour. You think it's a, it's just uh, Harvey Keitel is a, is a preacher? Greg, it's literally the last 30 minutes of uh, the movie. Ferrying his family across the Mexican border and just 
moving on to a better life. The movie, it's in, it's insane how much like in depth they go with Quentin Tarantino's character, where he like raped and murdered that the one hostage. I wouldn't say um, they go really in depth. They they kind of do in like the the depth between Clooney and 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 Kaitel. No, uh, uh, Tarantino. But then eventually, oh, right. eventually they they get involved with this family, and the family has a lot of depth too. It's the whole was, like Tarantino was Eddie, right? I can't remember their names. I'm sorry. He was okay. the brother. Yeah, I'm pretty sure brother. he was Eddie. Yeah, he was the one that seemed like he was a really nice guy. And then turned out he's he's like a big old pedo. Sure. Yeah. You know, and murder in, in, in so many words where Clooney was more like a hey let's just be thieves and make money Clooney was, was the cowboy Clooney, that's what he was Clooney was the cowboy of that movie also Clooney's tattoo Clooney was the fucking man by the way yeah Clooney's oh, yeah. tattoo going up on Always. his neck to yeah. his head dude that was sweet hell yeah I remember um, a day when that was kind of unusual and awesome yeah and then you Batista know? showed up he brother's all tied up now yeah he is yeah uh, well like that movie, that movie is so good, and it sprung what three sequels? Uh, two sequels and a TV show. Yep. I don't hate the sequels. The Hangman's Daughter. I haven't seen the sequel. Actually, not terrible. Is that the third one? I think that was three. The second one had uh, Robert Patrick, the T one thousand. Yeah, that was which good. I just read something about him. Like he uh, for Terminator for forty two, he. Um, when he was like shooting, like shooting the guns and sh- shooting the guns and shit, he like he took it, it took him like a long time to like be able to shoot the guns with, without blinking because he went to like be like a robot. Oh, he was, know, he was robots, robots, fighting his natural robots wouldn't blink when you shoot a gun, but he like when you know when he shoot the guns and stuff, like he was just like eyes wide open. Ooh, yeah. Okay, that's, that's really good detail. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, he had a natural aversion to blinking. It's kind of the mm-hmm. Hannibal Lecter thing, where yeah. uh, Anthony Hopkins never he didn't blink on camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, dude, I that's think awesome. That, looking back at that, that's that's what made like T one thousand one of those scariest movie villains of all time to me. He was very cold and unnerving. Yeah. For me, very it was unnerving. the running. The run, yeah, the running messed me up too. When it, when he was chasing behind the car. Mm-hmm. The, is it ex- like the running with the hands, like yep. fingers straight up like that? Yeah. That's what freaked me out. When, yeah. I, when I run, I look like I'm in pain and I'm suffering. Running he had a stone cold look That's on his saying, face. Yeah. Micah, I've seen you run. It's sort of a um, it's a mix between like constipated and I already shit my pants, which is kind of a it's sort of a conundrum. It seems like yeah, but it seems, it seems right. It seems kind of impossible. It seems but right. At the same time, it's like a Schrodinger shit for you. If it feels like if it's right. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Like I haven't pooped, but I have. But I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. But I did, and I might have, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> this all kind of amounts to if you're chasing me, I'm not that scared. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, dude, that, that I'm walking. That kind of hurts, man. I'm power walking. You know why? Power walking at best. You know why? Huh? Because he's a bitch. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. That was rude. Yeah, okay. I was. Uh, no. Well, we'll <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to go that far. <laughs> okay, don't make me put that. Okay, <laughs> I was a fat kid that watched a lot of horror movies and I didn't play sports. Too. Yeah, but you played sports. That whoa! I did not. Uh, I did not play sports. Uh, Windows just updated. Oh, apparently. Yeah, that's yeah, not going to come up on the microphone. So. That was just us. <laughs> I think it might. No, it did not. H.P. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lovecraft. His work is everywhere now, and it's become kind of mainstream. Uh, it's almost like 
like love lovecraftian horror has kind of become like uh the kardashians of horror Ugh. in a way i hate where, that that's even a fucking thing yeah. dude seriously between films books video games uh hp lovecraft's oh. work has been like uh been mainstream now and and recently it's been uh, uh hbo's color out of space where even average horror fans are deeply into this show and they're like oh yes i love lovecraftian horror hmm. um well it turns out that there is a new lovecraft game called the shore uh the shore uh the shore just came out uh, it looks in a, good in yeah, a, yeah we the, just watched the trailer of it like like a half like a, probably like an hour ago and it looks uh, really good yeah it the, looks great the trailer just came out uh the shore is a game that focuses on the mystery and the unknown a uh, the unknown and forbidden island with horror elements. Uh, the whole story is based on mythology that goes deep through Lovecraft's creations and beyond. Experience the world through immersive uh, atmospheric gameplay. Encounter the most nightmarish Lovecraftian uh, entities. Save your daughter's life while being haunted. Try to survive and uncover the secrets beyond be, secrets behind the mystery of his own sanity. I'm trying so hard to make sense of what you just said, but <laughs> honestly, I, w- I am too. All I know is that on would February like 19th, if you love Lovecraft, if you love Elder Gods, if you love cosmic insanity, if you love that whole vibe, this game looks great. We were talking about Lovecraft on the way here, and it's the whole thing. Yeah. Like if you see a Lovecraft monster, it drives you into madness. And I love that idea, mm. like uh, having a video game like that. If you have an affinity for the madman's knowledge, yeah, you're going to love this. It's like Ozzy Osbourne's Diary of a Madman. It's all because he saw a Lovecraft monster. There is a, there's a strong point to be made for the Lovecraftian insanity of Ozzy Osbourne. I think I, it I may like have we been drugs. That. If we really wanted to, we could if we go did, that, yeah. I mean, Ozzy was That's really in. Ozzy was into the occult with uh, uh, Crowley no. and Lovecraft and stuff like that. I mean, other than uh, it Come wasn't on. just it wasn't just like rock star, like a rock star status. Like I like spooky shit. Like he was deep into to Crowley, Lovecraft, and like shit, shit of that nature. Yeah, he, well, well, he, Lovecraft he is ate fiction. a bat think, on stage. He <laughs> ate a bat because he was high. I, I think Crowley was more like serious. Like this is religion. Uh, Lovecraft. Lovecraft was, was telling stories. Lovecraft mm. was fiction. Yeah, it's great fiction. But well, anyway, uh, the Shore trailer uh, is out right now. The Shore will be out February nineteenth. It is first person. First. <laughs> it is first person, but it's not a first person shooter. First person. It's like a. It's like. Yeah. It's like a first person like that. That that ridicule. Oh no! Don't. Don't. It's like the the Chronicles of Riddick video game where you just handle everything first person. Sure. All right. Good yeah. stuff. Um, Good speaking stuff. of the Kardashians, I saw this video on TikTok. Yeah, I'm on TikTok now. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. If you guys are on TikTok, follow uh, our uh, co-host here on TikTok. Frankie Feathers underscore on TikTok. It's, TikTok is hilarious. I don't care what anybody says. Um, I, I don't just, care just, just don't. Just, <laughs> we'll, just don't we'll look directly just at don't. me when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> just like make sure your TikTok is like Age appropriate, please, because damn, please do that. Um, but yeah, I saw the video on the Kardashians back to what I was talking about before, and there's this video of like of like Kim and Courtney like beefing, like like actually like like Kim smacks Courtney just slapping the and shit then out Courtney of Courtney smacks other. the fuck out of Kim like three times in a row. It's but this is like the hilarious thing I ever seen in my life. It was actually a thing where it was a Illuminati code. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those deals. Yeah. But like if if you can find that video on TikTok, I can I'll, I can probably save it and share it on our Instagram, Damn Scary. Um and like show you guys, but like it's hilarious. Well, that's a uh, uh, Kim is divorcing Kanye because Kanye's having sex with Jeffrey Star now? Yeah, I know. Is that legit? I don't know if it's shoot, but like it's funny. It sure is. Yeah. Jeffrey Star is a terrible human being. He's a terrible, terrible person. Allegedly. So is, so is Kanye. Allegedly. Terrible. Yeah, Kanye's all mocked out, so he's awful too. Yeah, so they, they deserve each other. Two peas in a pie, and they still together. Two dogs in a tub, if you ask me. Two, do- <laughs> <laughs> Two tears in a bucket. Fuck it. <laughs> Were you just doing a DX? No. I'm, kinda, the, I'm not I the one who's trying to... The X-Pac degeneration yeah, yeah. No, no, no. X. We're going yeah, no. to kick your ass. Yeah, yeah. Fuck X-Pac and like run DMC, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yo, so uh, the last little bit here that I had, and I know, Greg, you're excited about this. Resident Evil Village trailer just came out this week. Uh, yeah, we just th- watched that like a half, like an hour ago too, and that looks you know, this really does it for terrifying. Got to be honest, dude. This this entry of Resident Evil continues with the story of Ethan Winters, which was first set in motion in the Resident Evil Seven Biohazard, which I am still terrifying playing. game. It is so scary. Greg is I letting legitimately me have not like I I I downloaded it to play it because I like I watched like like <laughs> like the YouTube videos of like somebody playing it before so I could be prepared for it but you like know what? you really it does not prepare you for you it. You got to you got to fight through those first couple hours. And, and I think it's the first once, I think it's the first part of the game as was yeah. so freaky right at the beginning. Yeah. Um and I mean that's by design. Like yeah, right, it's a, obviously. It's a horror game. Yeah. Um but it it's good. It mm-hmm. gets really good. But when and I really if you're if you're into Resident Evil, uh 7 was good, 8's coming out, the village is coming out, but I would you know, my personal recommendation, check out the remake of 2. Yeah. All you uh, video game fans out there. Uh, to a lesser extent, uh, the remake of 3. But Resident Evil 2 remake is beautiful. It's perfect. If you're a fan of the original, it fulfills everything you would have uh, expected from it. But it puts it into that new perspective uh, that they established with 4, the over-the-shoulder uh, kind of targeting system. Mm. And it is, it's great. Okay. Resident yeah. Evil Two can't put it over strong enough. Right. Um, and then we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. I See, being, I, I remember being a youngin back in the day, and like my cousin playing Resident Evil, and like and like me was like not wanting anything to do with it because I was a little bitch when I was younger. Well, they're horror games. You know, yeah, I'm saying, supposed yeah. to scare you. Well, yeah, obviously, but like I didn't know that back, back then. I, I thought, love that about I it. Were, I, I thought there was a game to scare people, just to fucking scare people. You know, when I was younger, uh, when I was a teenager, I used to play. Um, just to to date me here. I used to play Silent Hill 2 with all the mm. lights out in my parents' basement. See, well, that uh, sounds great. I used to, I used to get a little high, terrifying. turn all the lights off, like... just play Silent Hill 2. And oh, I, would, yeah. I, would be, I would be too scared to get off the, the chair. I'd be I, sitting I still there just, ha- just staring at it. I still haven't played the Evil Within series because I'm, I'm terrified of the game. That's supposed to be really good. Yeah, here. You know, I actually I, have Evil, Evil Within 2, and I haven't played it yet. Yeah. Like you say that about literally every single game. I have a problem where I get games and never play it. Play them. Like I, I, started, I started playing the first one, but then it got to a point where I was like, there's like a, cer- a certain part of the game where you were like trying to hide up in the monster and like trying to escape at the same yeah, time. I think I, Evil I Within has it. kind of a stealth aspect to it. Yeah. Kind of a, kind of in line with like Last of Us. Yep. It's supposed uh, to be great. I, I haven't played any of the play, play, play the first one first before you play the second one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you do have to play the first one? I thought it was well, like a separate have, story. Do you have Evil Within? No. I, um, I, when I had an Xbox 360 like years ago, I, I, I like 
downloaded it because it was, it was, it was free. Yeah. To be honest, and I tried, I tried, I tried, I started, I started trying to play it, and I, I couldn't get through it because it was like that part. I kept getting caught by the damn monster. It's always the tricky part about horror games. Yeah. You always you get to that point where you're like, you know what? I could keep playing, or <laughs> or, or, or I could, I, I could, I could <laughs> snuggle up in a blanket and just go to sleep and try <laughs> yeah, not to have nightmares. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yep. Um, but I, I feel like that's what that's what makes them effective. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I want terror. I want horror out yeah. of my horror games. I I could go on. Like I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we're doing a, a, da- a damn horror podcast. I, I could can, give you a lot of recommendations probably, on horror games, but we'll save that for other episodes. We should probably be used to this that, that type of shit. Like at this point, considering the podcasts we're doing, but like stuff still, we'll still scares the fuck out of us. We'll apparently. get there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one more thing before we get into the movie of the week. Uh, Wrong Turn did come out last weekend. I did see that. Uh, by, I was uh, just wondering about that. Saban, I know you were. Saban Films uh, produced this movie. Uh, it's getting... I We haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but this... Can that be it's, the movie we, that we all watch together? Instead of, like, yeah, yeah. This isn't, this isn't important to my wife. Do you, do you uh, think this would um, stick? <laughs> like actually happen? Yeah, I think this one would happen. Okay. Uh, I guess it's confidence. from what I hear is that it's more of a retcon than a reboot. Um, oh. Yeah, it's uh, it's also it's supposed to be insanely gory, but I guess it kind of loses heart and uh, a story is gets lost in the gore. That's all I've really read about like the reviews so far, and that like I said, it's not so much a reboot as it is retconning the series. I don't know what that means. That's something that we'll have to watch and decide on our own. Uh, well, guys, I guess let's get right into uh, the post-apocalyptic film of the week, uh, which is our last one of the month with our uh, our our theme of post-apocalyptic movies. But after watching it, I realized that it's not really post-apocalyptic. It's more of just an end-of-the-world movie. It's, more or this, less, yeah. It's This is a Lovecraftian end of days. Honestly, yeah, that's a great way of uh, of explaining it. Uh, we are talking about John Carpenter's 1994 In the Mouth of Madness. Yes, 1994's directed and scored by John Carpenter, which was penned by Michael DeLuca, who was the, the former pro- president of production at New Line Cinema. Mm-hmm. His debut film was actually in the early 90s as the associate producer for Texas Chainsaw Texas Massacre. Texas Chainsaw 3. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right, Greg. How do you feel about uh, Texas Chainsaw 3? I think it's great. Do you really? Yeah, the Saw is family. Yeah, I mean, Texas Chainsaw was three, but it's just so different from its predecessors. That's when the Saw extended itself to about eight feet long. They really accentuated the um, the, the, the phallus. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Excalibur. You remember those commercials like the before? Yeah, where it was just like the Lady of the Lake. Yes. Like, yeah, kind of ridiculous. I yeah, honestly, no. In retrospect, not the best one. It's in the not series. the it's not the best, but it's not the worst either. It had theatrics on its side. It definitely did. It had some cool gags, and also had Ken Foray, who was a total badass. I've fight. always thought that. Yeah, yeah. Fighting, he actually went toe to toe with Leatherface. Right. Which was actually pretty sweet. One uh, of the few to do so and mm-hmm. survive. Plus, uh, the gentleman that played as. Uh, Leatherface in that movie, R.A., uh, is a really good dude. Right. Yeah, had a real good time with him over a weekend at Buffalo Comic Con where his table was right next to my wife's. Yeah, nice. You've met everybody. You've met the guy at the Casper Dream Warriors. You've hung out with the Casper Dream Warriors. You've hung out with fucking Leatherface. Yeah. I'm really jealous. 
<laughs> and I'm really mad that I was such a such a such a coward when they were in Buffalo. What with the Dream Warriors? Yeah. Well, Kincaid was a total weirdo. Was he? Yeah, uh, Penelope, the chick that got her head smashed through the TV, was yeah. really was such a sweetheart. And then Rodney Eastman, you was, said you said Joe was a fucking was dude. Cold. He was a party animal. Yeah. I got him laid that night. Oh yeah, yeah, with yeah. A, a local quote unquote actress. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll just we'll say that. Uh, all right. So he <laughs> I also know a few of those. Yes, yes exactly. Uh, he also Michael DeLuca also wrote uh, Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dredd. Oh, okay. Uh, he also wrote and produced Freddy's Dead. That's why it sounds familiar. Yes, exactly. Okay. With uh, the casting director that we brought Rachel, up last week. No, no, no. It wasn't her. Rachel, Rachel Talalay was the director of Freddy's Dead. Okay. Um, I, I was going to say that. Benson. I, I can't think of her name. I think, I think it was Annette Benson. She, I think she was just the casting director for the first Is that all movies. she was? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, Annette Benning. <laughs> Annette Benning. <laughs> Omar Gooding. <laughs> Donnie Jeffcoat. So eventually, wild and crazy kids. Eventually, Michael DeLuca. He wow, I don't wow, think you get wow. it. Eventually, Michael DeLuca. He <laughs> left. Is this going to be last week again? No, we're good. He left. <laughs> he left New Line Cinema for DreamWorks. Can we, uh, can we talk about the aggro crag for a moment? <laughs> do you want do, to? Do, do you have it? Guts. Yeah, there you go. They tried redoing Guts, didn't they? It was um global guts. Global guts, and it wasn't. It wasn't the same. Yeah, when you start bringing in, like, I don't know, they tried making something, rebooting it, and making it bigger than what it is. Like, what they didn't they try doing that recently with uh, the Hidden Temple? I'm I not going to say, say something completely different than what you just I'm said. I'm not going to say yeah. No, they tried making like a it like. specific conspiracy when it comes to global guts. But did any of you notice that while watching that show, the American kid pretty much always won? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Every single time. Did you watch Global Guts? No, but I'm aware of it. Honestly, it it pretty not, much always yeah. came down to the American kid the American and the kid. Russian kid. Yeah, and the American kid never lost. I mean, it was it was a time of the it was still the time of the, like the Cold War. This so. was Global Guts. No, was, was it? Wait, was what? Cold War propaganda? I think so. I think the Cold War went to like ninety four, ninety five. The Cold War ended in eighty nine. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. It didn't. I don't know history. It didn't spiritually end until like two thousand and seven. Mr. Gorbachev, tear... Oh, that's the 80s. That's tear 80s. down this aggro crag. Yeah, that's the 80s. Okay. You, I, you yeah! Right. You're right. You're right. My bad. Sylvester Stallone single-handedly won the Cold War when he beat Ivan Drago in Rocky IV. Because he now... See, now I don't know if you're right or not, because that was his movie. No, I'm right. It was a great movie. Right after that, the wall came down. the best Rocky. And then the Scorpions came no, out with that sorry. song. Three was great, actually. Three was the best Rocky. The best one? I don't know about that. Really? The best one's the first one. First Rocky's pretty good. First Rocky's incredible and Rocky Four. Those are the two best Rockies. I I love three though. Three is great. Yeah. It's all right. I mean, four does have the best like soundtrack though. It does. The whole fuck the whole fucking movie is uh MTV montage. Yeah. Yeah. There's no easy way out. It's such a good song. It, it really is, is a really good song. Regardless, yeah. Rocky always won when it came to Global Guts. That's true. Okay. And also, I love it. So Global Guts always we came down. So many tangents in this show. No, 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 no. Hold up. <laughs> so like, Global Guts. tangents upon tangents. Yeah. Global Guts came down to an American kid and a Russian kid. That's always. Like, every single time. Yeah. That's like it sounds the, familiar. Every the, single time. It's the two whitest countries. Yeah. Wow. 
Tells you a lot about the 90s. Very, very poignant thing to bring up, Micah. So eventually, eventually, Michael DeLuca, he he left New Line Cinema to get a job. The fuck am I doing, Greg? He eventually left New Line Cinema for... He eventually left New Line Cinema for a job at DreamWorks. And then he left there to work with Sony, where he produced 2011's Fright Night, which I know is everyone's favorite. Oh, is that what Colin Farrell? Yeah, good God, that movie Co- sucked. Colin Farrell? Colin Farrell. Uh, so this movie, The Mouth of Madness, is considered to be the third installment. This is actually from John Carpenter himself. It's the third installment in Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy, uh, preceding The Thing and Prince of Darkness. I never really thought of The Thing as being a post-apocalyptic movie, but I guess when that UFO flew off at the end of the movie, it yeah. went and destroyed the rest of the planet. Yeah, I could see that. Mm. Yeah, I could totally see that, too. And obviously, Prince of Darkness is the end of the world. You have to, kind of, uh, you have to extrapolate like the future from what the implication is. Implication. Uh, the implication. Uh, this script was actually written by Michael DeLuca in the mid eighties, hmm. uh, where uh, Carpenter actually passed on the script. Michael DeLuca uh, was just like, "Hey, we uh, us here at New Line, we want you to work on this movie. We want you to direct the movie." And Carpenter was like, he read the script and he's like, "Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not going to do it." Uh, so after that, it fell into production hell, where it was uh, in 1989. It was given to Tony Randall. Tony Randall was the guy that worked on the first Hellraiser in the effects department, and then he went on and he directed Hellraiser two, uh, and he came up with that whole like Leviathan backstory and shit like okay. that. Yes. So in a way, Tony Randall directing this movie would have worked in the sense of the Lovecraftian uh, side to it. And I would make the argument uh, just based on many of the plot points that. We'll get into uh, that. Even Stephen King was behind yes. the writing of this. It felt like it, it definitely felt like a like you said. We'll get into it, but it whether or not he wants to admit it, there is there are a lot of lines and a lot of plot now, points that I would quick. attribute to Stephen King himself. Real quick, quick question. Yeah, Michael DeLuca. Yeah, he sounds f- familiar for it, a completely different reason. Than if you look him up, he's a total nerd. Did he? Did he write any of the Godfather movies? No. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Okay. Oh, no. He wrote uh, Weekend at Bernie's 2. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's why. He <laughs> DeLuca Paradise. How, how did that break you so much? I don't know. It's just, it was just really fun. <laughs> I think of like the crazy sequels where like The Mask has like four sequels or some shit. And we don't even know where they <laughs> exist. Like Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's it's crazy that like some like Hell Comes to Frogtown has four fucking sequels. I mean, I see why because Frogtown is a great movie. I would rather watch that than anything Jamie Kennedy has ever done. Uh, you say that, but I don't know. Have you, have you seen Malibu's Most Wanted? This is the you know, second we, we, time yeah, we, we brought we, this we talked movie. About yeah. that so awesome. funny. <laughs> Uh, it is very funny. Literally, uh, this this may be your favorite movie. The Mask it's Two one of is not. Oh, I believe it. I know. I I I'm facetious about a lot of things on this show. The Mask Two sucks. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> Do not watch The Mask Two. Jamie Kennedy is in two Tremors movies. No, he's not. Yeah, yes, the, he the is. The two worst what? ones. Incorrect. Which ones? Uh Blood. Okay, Tremors Bloodlines is actually incredible. Oh. Is it is it better than Tremors One? No, but it's really fucking good. Okay, I'm say I haven't seen any, any Tremors beside the first one. Oh, you haven't seen the sequels? No. Well, okay. I would you say, have. I would say one through three are pretty solid. 
I saw the third one is like the one that's in the 1800s. Yeah, it's a it's a prequel. Yeah, that's that's not good. Doesn't have Jamie Kennedy in it, <laughs> <laughs> which is a strong selling point. Dude, what's up with this? Is Back to the Future three and shit? When I watched <laughs> back, back to the Kennedy, <laughs> when I was watching, wants to watch that. <laughs> when I was watching Tremors Bloodlines, where Jamie Kennedy is in it. You could see the plastic surgery on Jamie Kenny's face, and he it looks like Axl Rose. He's like really. He's not even that old. He's no. forty. He was in. A, he was forty when he did the movie. Now he's like forty-five. He's got. He has noticeable plastic surgery. Yes, just like Sean Patrick Flannery. Mm. I mean, I'm not generally a very judgmental person, but what a fucking loser. <laughs> That sucks. Greg, you are literally the judgiest person I know. Yeah. Fuck his face. <laughs> fuck his acting talent. <laughs> fuck everything he does. I actually hate Jamie Kennedy. I think. <laughs> Do you know how Jamie Kennedy got famous? I think I'm realizing this right now. You missed he, this a few shows ago. Jamie Kennedy got famous because He was because a butt of, buddy of Ben Affleck, right? Incorrect. Freddie, okay. Freddie Prince Juicer. One of those guys, yeah. Did you say Freddie Prince Juicer? <laughs> he did. <laughs> He was he was a juicer. <laughs> I picture just like Prince. a big jacked up like Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Like just like sticking needles in him like oh, I do deadlifts. And I'm picturing a Jamie Kennedy like sucking on his teeth like it's a mother <laughs> like a mother it's, and son it's, dynamic. It's still amazing to me that he that he got like got like a writer's job with the Fed. Jamie Kennedy? No, Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, yeah, Freddie Prince. <laughs> I'm saying you. Yeah, no, absolutely. It would, I feel like it would, have been, it would have been even more ridiculous if Jamie Kennedy got a job. With I think Fed. we can all agree that She's All That is an American classic and should be revered in spite of the presence of Freddie Prince Jr. Don't don't judge it on that. Um, Jamie Kennedy is a different story entirely. In the late 90s, I feel a lot of people confuse Jamie Kennedy with uh, Seth Green. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. where Seth Green is actually talented. Seth Green is hilarious. Yeah. I brought you the likes of Robot Chicken. Rat Race is one of the funniest movies that I watched. Like, Rat Race is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, let's not forget about his amazing performance in Idle Hands. Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. Austin Powers, too, yeah. Yeah. It's a horror podcast, so I like to focus more on Idle Hands. Well, I, I got you. Good. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Um, so back on this. So after Tony Randall was set to direct the movie, that fell through. And then Mary Lambert was set to direct uh, in the Mouth of Madness. Mary Lambert, if you guys don't know who she is, she actually directed Pet Cemetery. The uh, the the eighty nine eighty nine Pet Cemetery, uh, but then that fell through again. Uh. And Luca was like mad persistent. He's like, "Yo, we got to get Carpenter to do this movie." So in nineteen ninety two. Carpenter finally signed on to do the movie uh, and it started filming in 93 and then it was released in 94 uh, and obviously obviously this movie is inspired by Lovecraft uh, no doubt mm-hmm. the main now the main thing with the movie is that uh, it is told in a flashback yeah which is very true to Lovecraftian horror oh yeah yes yeah, so this is a man in a cell uh, describing what led him to this specific insane predicament that he's in. Yes, exactly. And so let's get into the characters, Greg. Okay. All right. You want to go uh, straight off the bat? We got our main guy, John J. Trent. Who was played by? The great Sam Neill. The genius actor. Sam Neill Sam is Neil. the fucking man. He's man's game. Dr. Grant himself. He is a insurance investigator. 
uh, certifiably insane person. Mm. Which we'll find out. An yeah. occupant of a padded cell. Yeah. Uh, we'll elaborate on his entire story later. Mm-hmm. But he is our main protagonist, and he is uh, just kind of the badass of this film. Next up, we have Dr. Saperstein, who is a minor role, um, but he's a doctor, a music lover, an asshole, and a real Seth Meyers type. Who's played yeah, by total Seth Meyers. Who's played yeah. by John Glover, who was, I don't know if you guys know about this, but he was Lex Luthor's dad in Smallville. I had heard that. Yeah, yeah. what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Literally, yeah, that's him. And he's good at it. He yes. actually plays that role a lot better than this one. He does. He really does. Got to be honest, he's a little weak in this film. A little bit. He is, but he's also like a really wacky, zany dude. I mean, the guy's 76 years old. I feel like he's like a day player in this movie. I, yeah. I think most, of his, most of his personality comes from his haircut in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the whole like Dr. Beekman? Yeah, it's like you see him and you just know he's an asshole doctor. Yep. You know? It's just, it's all visual. It's like the doctor from like M Street Three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the guy was in Scrooge. He was in Gremlins too. Uh, yeah, he's in he's in a lot of shit actually. Yeah, yeah, hell of a hell of a credit behind him. Mm-hmm. So and after after him, we've got a couple of minor characters that we'll kind of breeze through. But we got Doctor Wren, who is he's uh, the man who's interviewing our main lead, uh, John David Warner, who was originally sp- supposed to be Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, that's Fan- correct. Fantastic yeah. actor in his own right. Uh, also, the the guy behind uh, Waxworks. Yeah, not, yeah. not behind it, but he was the the antagonist in Waxworks. He, right. was, he was the waxer in Waxworks. Oh, that waxy son of a bitch! He is a uh, he's an interviewer. He's a skeptic. And he's sort of, he's on the side of our main guy. He's trying to help him out. It's yeah. really confusing uh, on exactly what he works for, who he works for. Yeah, I think he's just, um, he's just an interviewer. His, his role is just, uh, it's, it's very narrative. Yeah. He reminds me of the, of, of the, um, yeah, 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 you guys seen Tales from the Hood, right? Yeah. He reminds me of, of the doctor from that movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah I like it. Dr. Hood from Tales from the Hood. <laughs> Dr. Hood. So next up we have Mr. Robinson who is our main character John's uh, friend and partner at his insurance agency. He's also played he's played by Bernie Casey who is a former NFL football player. Yes. Multi-talented. Who's also in one of my honestly got one of my favorite movies one of my favorite movies of all, of all time. I'm going to get you sucker. I was going to say that I'm going to get you sucker is beautiful. Are you being facetious or are you being serious? No, I'm I'm are you? legit right now. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's, it's such a good one. movie. It's so funny. <laughs> Bernie yeah, Casey beautiful. died uh, a few years ago back he in did. 2017. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. He has a book called Complete Guide to Sexual Happiness After the Age of 60. Whoa. Which, I mean, seriously, if you write a book like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Right? You get my endorsement. Yeah, you know you're fucking. So uh, after him, we've got, uh, I didn't actually, I didn't catch the name, but I'm just going to say this is Charlton Heston. He is. Charlton Heston playing. Jackson Harglow. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm going to go with Heston. (laughs) He's going to call him old Moses. Yeah, it's easier to call him Heston. Heston plays Heston in this film. He is a publisher. Yep. Gun lover. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Commandment (laughs) receiver. Okay. And racist. Yeah, that's, which I think is a, a very non-specific description of a, of a character in the movie. We've had this is a non-specific character uh, review of Charlton Heston, but I think it fits every bill. Yeah, it's non-specific, but at the same time, it's pretty specific. Accurate. Yeah, right. Fits. <laughs> so 
Moving on, we have Linda Stiles, who is his assistant. Played Who's by a Julie Carmen, who is a fucking smoke show. She is beautiful. She is a babe. She is Sutter Kane, who we haven't talked about yet, but she is the editor yeah. for Charlton Heston's company. Yep. Uh, he is uh, Jurgen Proch now? Yes. Okay. Jorgen. Your, oh, fuck. You're right. Jorgen. Jorgen. Yeah. <laughs> he he is, uh, she's Charlton Heston's assistant. She is uh, John Trent's spunky sidekick. Yeah. And apparently, I don't want to give too much away. Should I Should I say this right off? Yeah. No, say it. Uh, apparently, she's an illusion of a person. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, she's a fine-ass illusion. She's a beautiful illusion. Yeah. She was possibly written. real, possibly not. Uh, she also had a, uh, a uh, she had a part in Fright Night too. She was yes, one of the lead she vampires. Was, yeah, she was. Yeah, I was going to bring it up too. Yeah, yeah she was, the, uh, the original Fright Night too back in eighty. She was something um, Dandridge. I can't think of her first name. She was Jerry's sister. Yeah, she you. was. Uh, she was the vampire in that vampire movie. <laughs> so, all right, get into the big. What? We're moving on to the big guy. Yeah, Sutter Kane. Yes, Sutter Kane is our. He's our main event. Mm-hmm. He is an author. He is a moneymaker, a genius, a big swinging dick, a god amongst men. <laughs> And if I, if I did not think that this film was written by Stephen King, I would assume that this film was written by Stephen King by the way Literally. that they treat the author character. Yeah. Because they just treat him like he is the ultimate. Mm-hmm. Just the number one amazing character of all time. Yeah. And the way his lines are written, the way his dialogue is written, uh, it's tough to contest. This man is Stephen King himself. Uh, dude. Uh, Brought the film. Jorgen is awesome. He's been in a lot of cool stuff. He was in that Dune movie back in the day. Um, I mean, he's in he, he's in so much stuff, dude. Uh, he, and, and what a stone-cold stone actor. And he emotes and really, just the look of him really grabs you. I've, I've seen him emote on film, now that you mention it. <laughs> <laughs> We got all the characters. He was pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, right. That's um, it's about the list. There's a couple of minor ones that we'll get to uh, when we go through. Yeah, but... like the old grandma and all that. Um, oh. who's who's like who's like been on, like who's like who's who was in a lot of shit in the '90s. She is well known. She is yeah. recognizable. Oh yeah. But I figured we kind of we'd get to her. When yeah, we get yeah, to yeah. Her. Yeah, we'll get to her when she when we get to her. All right, plot's on you, Micah. All right, man. So we get uh let's just start the movie up with a nice uh a nice little sweet nineties John Carpenter guitar ref. A bullshit Enter Sandman song, if you will. Dude, nothing gets me hyped more well, than I, I'm so glad I'm not the only one who thought yeah, that. Yeah, right. Oh, you caught that too? Yeah. Yeah, just a couple years after the black album came uh-huh. out. We didn't even wouldn't... we didn't even talk about this before this. What? Mm-mm. That's exactly what I was gonna yeah. say. It was like a it was a just a rip off Enter Sandman. It yep. was totally Enter Sandman. It was one hundred percent. Yeah, just like a kind of like a slowed down version of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, normally John, I'm like I, I really appreciate John Carpenter's music. This one was he, a little. He does, he does a great job. Yeah, in everything, but this was a little derivative. Yep. This one was a little bit cheesier, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was. It was almost everything was almost on the exact same key. This is. 
When the Sandman went to WWE and they couldn't use the actual song Sandman, they used this. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so the movie... WCW, like, Smells Like Teen Spirit song. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. When WCW would do all the uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, yeah. they uh-huh. did another one. It was a Nirvana's... Uh, there's uh, there's always jam. a royalty-free version. Of oh, yeah. yeah even, remember the Evenflow version? Yeah. That Jericho used yeah. to come out of? I was going to say, <laughs> oh, wow. God. That's not even worth it. <laughs> Holy no, shit. No, it's not. Uh, I know you guys don't love Pearl Jam. Not really. Fucking terrible. Yeah. Pearl Jam, they're a blemish on the 90s. Oh, you agree with me. Oh, I hate Pearl Jam. Yeah. I also, well, you, I know you don't agree with this. I don't like Nirvana. Yeah, I, I'd fight you on that. Yeah, you'll lose. Hey, you got shit about Creed. Yeah. You know what, man? Creed's first album, it slaps. That's actually tough. Yeah. Okay. No, I nope. I'd I'd rather listen to Pearl Jam than Creed. Really? Yeah. All right. All right. So Greg is tattooing me. I mean, Eddie a couple Be- of I mean, years ago, Eddie Vedder is up here, and Scott Tapp is like down. I don't yeah. want to say that though, because I I really don't like Eddie Vedder. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't like Eddie Vedder. But I don't either. like I don't like Scott. I mean, Tapp. I mean, like voices, voice wise. Anyway, Eddie Vedder is up like up here, and Tap is like down. I love that everyone like all these white dudes complain about mumble rap and shit, but we'll listen to Pearl Jam. Well, yeah. Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, I complain about Melbourne rap. White white women listen to Pearl Jam. <laughs> I'll throw know, that out there. I know a lot of douches I, that listen to Pearl Jam. I know a lot of guys that like Pearl Jam. Did not say that. Well, I did. Yeah, but no. you agree with it. I didn't say that either. I see it in your eyes, Will. We just lost all of our white, Pearl Jam white listeners. White women like Pearl Jam. <laughs> I don't think that's a negative. It's just a fact. It is actually, yeah. Uh, they they don't love Pearl Jam. They love the idea of Pearl Jam. I have no idea what you mean by yeah, that. Yeah, what the, what do you mean by that? The idea of Pearl. Jam? The idea of Pearl Jam. What, what do you is mean that? like Creed and like they want to wear a Pearl Jam shirt and seem cool and stuff, but they know the song Jeremy. They like the idea of Pearl Jam. Oh, like hipsters? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I uh, who, who knows one song from from like every every band from the nineties. Think they're cool as shit. Yeah, they don't know shit about the Police Academy movies either. No, no they don't. <laughs> so back on, back now, you, on. You want to get in the nineties? How many tangents we go on? <laughs> so right, back, back, back on. That was all you back. too, actually. Yeah, it was. That it was, was all you. I can so, take you on a ride through nineties grunge rock, but somehow we'll, we went I'll, I'll to back. we went to the riff of uh, John Carpenter's <laughs> opening oh, opening track here. You guys like Green River and the <laughs> Screaming Trees? <laughs> The screaming trees. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yo, you know, you know Sponge. I know Sponge. All right, we'll talk about Sponge. All right, rookie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you something. Yeah, man. What do you know about Temple of the Dog? Uh, so we get we Wasn't get the... Eddie Vedder in Temple of the Dog. <laughs> damn it! Yes, that was the joke. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, you, if you're, you're gonna throw Vedder at me, I will laugh at you every time. <laughs> I'll throw Vedder at you physically. <laughs> So I'll the be, intro to the movie is Inter Sandman Blue. Yes, thank you, Will. Will uh-huh. save us. <laughs> and then we, we like it's like they sh- they show like the whole like like intro title sequence, um, which gets me pumped. Yeah, but then they like they cut to like Sam Neill's character, which is uh, he's John getting, Trent. He's getting like pieced out into a, a padded room. He's getting yanked up. He's getting yoked up inside of a, an asylum. Yeah. Uh, now this insane asylum. The movie starts in an insane asylum where this asylum was actually in. Uh, it was off of Lake Ontario. It was a water treatment plant, and it's still there to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
He's getting grabbed by all these guards. He's in a straitjacket. He manages to, like, fight them off John Wick style with a boom, big headbutt, boom, shoulder check. The one guy grabs him, wraps his arms around him. He's like, fuck you, and kicks the guy in the nuts. Uh, and then they end up dragging him to, uh, to a padded cell. And yeah. he actually apologizes. He says, sorry about the balls. It was a lucky shot. Yeah, 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 which oh, is hilarious. I'm innocent. And this <laughs> whole scene right here like reminds me of how awesome Sam Neill is because the point He's of so view good. the point of view is outside of this cell mm-hmm. outside of this padded cell looking in and you're looking at Sam Neill crazy faced yeah. looking around looking up looking down looking left right and uh, apologizing and saying he's to, like, not insane yeah i had to like Think like that's like why is Sam Neill in this movie? And then I thought back to like Event Horizon where he's yeah fucking insane in that movie. Where he turns yeah, it's he's so he's such a great damn actor. This is he Dr. Is. Grant, so like good. you have not seen yeah. him before. It's Dr. Grant if you, you step on his foot. It's Dr. Yeah. Grant a year after Jurassic Park. A year after Jurassic Park, he's like, you know what? It turns out I don't want kids. Yeah, I'm a madman. Uh-huh. He drowned the two kids and then ends up in a straitjacket. <laughs> That would be a the good, point is a good pop point. They start to eat you before you even know you're dead. Yeah, yep. you're looking right at that raptor right there. So then we get to but a point where <laughs> raptor, <laughs> raptor. Um, he's he's in the padded room and like the uh, the hospital or the, or the asylum that they that, that he's standing. They they start playing. We've only just begun over the loudspeaker. <laughs> the doctor loves music. Yeah, Greg Greg oh, alluded plays, to that. It's, it's, he plays it's the, the doc- carpenters. Yeah, yeah, it's the doctor, which is. Ironic because fucking John Carpenter. Um, I, I feel like that was intentional. Yeah, it was absolutely. It was. You son of a bitch! I didn't even pick that up. Really? Really? Wow, wow. that's really good. You didn't hear the background music? I did, but I didn't think Carpenter is John Carpenter. He said it in the movie. He's like uh, playing a fucking Those Carpenter. No, books. I know what it was. Those I just never Carpenter. Yeah. yeah, these damn Carpenters. It's like the most docile music ever. Yeah. It's like, Rainy days and Monday. God, I hate the. Get me down. <laughs> I hate John He's Carpenter's. Like, Fuck, I hate this we shit. Only just begun <laughs> to live. Uh, so, noise and pr- so someone knocks on the window of his cell. This shadow figure appears right behind him, mm-hmm. and we have this incredibly bloody horror montage. Yeah. Oh just my happens. god. And. It's, I mean, this is a just a symbol of his psychosis. Like, he's clearly an insane person. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, creepy shit happened. Oh, what the fuck? Our other Dr. Saperstein uh, have a brief conversation outside of the cell where uh, they talk about why they gave him a black crayon and why he's drawing crucifixes mm-hmm. everywhere. That was his only request. That was yeah, the, it was. The one thing he wanted. Uh, uh, he's like, oh, oh. What was, did he have any request? Well, all he needed was to, uh, to protect his soul, apparently. So right here, yeah, those, those, those like Hitler iron crosses kind of fucked me up. So wait, wait, before, before the whole cross scene, is that where, uh, when you said like the hand came up and knocked, is that where the glass broke on the door? Yes. I think so, yeah. All right. So the glass breaking on that door actually severely cut Sam Neill. Really? Oh. He was a little too close, and it cut his arm. Uh, and you got a little too into it? What's that? You got a little too into it? He got a little too into it, but it cut him. And that was supposed to be uh, glass that didn't cut, like sugar glass. It right. turned out it was a different type of glass. Oh. Uh, the different type meaning real glass. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so somebody somebody <laughs> Yeah, somebody F that up. So Sam Neill actually threw a real big hissy fit and threatened to walk. Yeah, wow. I assume that was not in his contract. Oh. Yeah, to get cut. Getting getting cut by your fucking Go from Jurassic Park to glass. to punching glass and shit. Yeah. I don't wanna no, fuck yeah. If so, dinosaurs don't cut them, glass shouldn't. <laughs> it actually turns out that I uh, Sam Neill isn't really good to work with. Really? Yeah, I, can, I, I honestly, I can honestly see that. I can, I, yeah. I can see him being kind of a dick. I uh, he's one of those guys that calls cut on his own on his own accord. Again, I, I he's a, but, I, I can see he's well, like one hundred percent method. That he was a director before he was an actor. Yeah, yes. I was gonna say I, I can see he's one hundred percent like a, a method actor. So and he, well, he, he wants to control everything. There's a lot of shit. Uh, a lot of the scenes, especially there's a couple scenes later on, when we get to Hobbs End, uh, where there's shots like overlooking down. Uh, those were his idea because he told uh, uh, Carpenter and other guys on set, like, I think you should do this. Yeah, wow. he's a, a little uh, bit of a, a micromanager. Yeah. So that's why when, like... But still, like, he's still fucking great. He is, but that's like, the whole thing <laughs> I mean, where if it's... Seen, even if you've him. seen Jurassic Park, you that's know to love this man. Yes, but it's the whole thing, like, when you watch Jurassic Park, when you watch In the Mouth of Madness, when you watch Event Horizon, you're just like, why wasn't there more Sam Neill? It's because he was hard to work with. Right. Mm. And also, if you watch literally anything after 1997, <laughs> yeah, why isn't Sam Neill in it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he fucked himself out of Hollywood. Yeah, being, kind of. By being difficult. At the same time, he probably got, he probably got like paid from JP. I mean, as much as I love the guy, he probably, where, he probably, he probably, he probably never had to work again from Jurassic Park 1, though. You know? Yeah. What happened to you, Sam? Yeah, right. And I will like, extend like, like, it's like, uh, like you were just saying, like the last movie I remember him being in in the 90s was like Event Horizon. Exactly. Honestly, yeah. same. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he was in other stuff. And I would right. say, if you're out there, buddy, give He's us a call. I, I know he is supposed to be like uh, re. They're bringing him back in coming, the new. Coming back for Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah three, just yeah. like Goldblum, right? Jurassic World 3, yeah. I'll hire yeah. you yeah. for a couple of things. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's supposed to be Goldblum. I've got uh, some yard work and, that needs doing. You know? And on Laura Dern. Break up my leaves. Act with my friend Laura Dern. Yeah. Shovel my driveway. Yeah, shovel some snow. We're in Buffalo here. Yeah, shovel my neighbor's driveway. Yeah, Sam. You know, Sam, get on this, man. Do that shit. You're you're never unemployed. Put him to work, just like the Driller Killer. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the whole time we realize that he's in a dream sequence, and yeah, and then he realizes that he is, um, and he's back right where he was at the beginning of the of the scene, back in the cell. Right back in the cell. He had that fucking iron cross from Hitler on his fucking forehead. The whole cell is covered. It's like graffiti. And also, how do you get that much out of a single black crayon to be able to, like, graffiti your entire cell with crosses? Know, but he wrote it all over his face and his, his, yeah, his he smock. He really stretched it. If he had just one single Crayola, like, and you he, guys, he really made <laughs> use of that. I have never been able to draw a crayon on my skin. No. Like and we'll get to it, but like the fact that he was able to like wipe it away. Oh my god, that's two of my biggest pet peeves of the movie is the fact that he was able to draw in his skin with crayon and then able to wipe it yeah. off like it was nothing. It was weird. Well, it was really weird. He's, he's doing it to make a point, I guess. And the point is, do you want to? The know? point is, the point is, I've lost my mind because of Sutter Kane. Because of Sutter Kane. Yeah. Because of. Fucking Sutter Kane. And he asks the, the poignant question, do you want to know about them? Yeah, so him and... and this um, is ominous because we 
as the audience don't know who them are yet. Yeah, so at this point, I think I'm pretty sure like him and David Warner's character, who is Doctor Wren, they're they're talking, and he like he says the, he says he says that line, and then they go back, they they like like a like a flashback. Of so course, like, Doctor Wren is just like you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what fuck, Alan, what character? Ellen Grant, you so, idiot. Sorry, it's a really bad Ren and Stimpy. Thank you. Right? Okay, right. I was trying to figure out what the hell it was, but all right. you idiot. I don't do a good Ren. <laughs> I were a good Stimpy. No, we do. No, no, no. I'm it's sorry. Okay. It's fine. I failed you. So we f- we flash from there. Uh, we're out of the cell now. We're going to a, a flashback scene where. Uh, John, mm-hmm. and a character that I'm just going to call the loser. I don't actually know what his name was, but he is the loser slash fraud. They are discussing a fire claim because John is an insurance investigator. Are you talking about Bernie Casey's character? The bike guy? No. No, he's his partner. Yeah. That's, okay. He's, uh, he's Robbie. Robinson slash Robbie. Yeah, Bernie Casey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's No, he's on the side of John. They're at the restaurant at this point, right? Yeah, he's just No, friend. no, not the, not the restaurant scene. Oh, okay. It's the scene where they're actually, like, chilling at the office. Yeah, this is right before. Oh, okay. And right, he's right, like, right. Uh, it's Mr. Paul, who John, is... John is accusing this man. Oh, okay. Peter. Yeah, the guy okay. the guy who's played by, played by Peter Jason. I got you. Yeah. Who, who I'm calling the loser. Okay. He was, also in, uh, he was also in previous Carpenter films, They Live and Prince of Darkness. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And he is, he's making a false claim uh, as to what appears to be... A uh, uh, fire damage or a burning down of his business. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, okay, that guy. Okay, I got you. So John is—he's basically—he's humoring him. He's mm-hmm. saying, uh, "What I found was evidence that your wife was wearing these clothes, right? And also your mistress was wearing these clothes that you claimed were burned in this accident." Mm-hmm. Um, so he's—he's he's just establishing. Uh, establishing that he is, uh, you know, competent at his job. He's a real as, hard ass at his yeah. job. It's like, as like an insurance investigator. Sure, you burnt all your shit down, and you probably want the insurance money. Well, guess what? You could go fuck yourself because you were in Mortal Kombat, and you called, you went up to Johnny Cage, and you told him that there was this tournament going on, right? But it turned out you're really Shang Tsung. Right. Holy shit! And if you think, yeah, that that's him. No. Yes, dude. No way. He was the guy that was holding the newspaper up, and he's like, "Hey, Johnny, holy shit! Yeah, they know you're a yeah. they know you're a fraud. That's why he looked so fucking familiar to me. I was going to who he was the whole time. He basically tells him, "You're committing fraud. You're cheating wow. on your wife. Yeah, we have all the evidence here. And guess what? We went to your wife with these pictures of your mistress, mistress yeah. wearing the the articles of clothing that were quote unquote burned in the fire. Supposedly, they yeah. went up in flames. So then it turned out your wife knows a lot more than she led on to believe. Yeah, and she's yeah. turning you in. And basically, what he says is, if you're going to commit insurance fraud. Don't do it with a woman that you cheated on. Right. Yeah, yeah. you stupid fucking assholes. <laughs> right. You Common st- sense, you right, everybody? Common sense. You, you st- so stupid bitch. You stupid, stupid, stupid bitch. Dumb. That's about the line. You stupid, stupid bitch. Line. Stupid, dumb, slippery, dumb, dumb, dumb stupid. <laughs> You're dumb. So he doesn't get the insurance so, claim. So that's when he goes to breakfast. The whole point of this scene is to show that he's great at his job. Yeah. Yeah, he can sense 
your bullshit. He can right. smell it from he can smell bullshit from a mile away. He's one of those types that's like, don't go pissing on my leg and telling me it's rain now. Because I'll see it. I'll see the yeah. piss. I'll see your dick. I'll call you out on it. Don't go coming in my cupcakes and telling me it's frosted now. Yeah. Because I'll taste it. Because I won't. Well, I won't eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know, know, I won't eat it. Don't don't tell me that both. (laughs) You don't go telling me both my testicles are in my butthole right now and tell me it's two dogs in the tub. (laughs) Oh, God. Because it's not. I've seen two dogs in a tub. And I know what that looks like. And I know what that entails. It's cute. Honestly, that's really don't it's come, cute. Don't, it's don't, beautiful. Don't you go come in my cupcakes or I won't eat it. That is, a, <laughs> that is a frameable picture that I would put on my mantelpiece. Don't pour honey on my pancakes and tell me it's maple syrup. Don't you ever lie to me about that. Don't you ever spit on my back and tell me you came. <laughs> so basically what we're saying is I'm an effective insurance yeah. investigator. <laughs> Sam Neill is really good at his job. You can be sure of that. So Sam Neill, insurance investigator, finds himself in a cafe with his partner, Robbie, or Robinson. Yeah, Robbie Downey Jr. Oh, God. Little Robbie Downey Jr. Who we got is played by Bernie Casey, who is an an ex-football player professionally. Yeah. And he is also in, like Greg and I mentioned, the movie, I'm Going Good to Sucker. Yes. He also defended O.J. Simpson. I'm going to punch you straight in the nuts. I don't this think that's true. true that's not he, true at all. This is true. No, but he, was said, he said O.J. didn't do it. That's Johnny Cochran, first of all. <laughs> no, he didn't defend him, but he like went on record saying, I know O.J. He's a oh, good really? guy. He's a good guy. Yes. Are you shooting? Okay. No, he this have, is shoot. Right. He's a good guy. He didn't, kill his, he didn't kill anybody. I mean, yeah, I mean honestly, I, I, I believe that. Yeah. But he was in the film, I'm going to get you, saw her. Which is a great... It's so good. Great Not movie. the so naked funny. gun. No. 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 So they're sitting in a cafe. I know, this I know this is... I'm sorry. It's, it's, I know this is a horror podcast, but please, if you have any ounce of humor in your bones, watch I'm Gonna Get to Sucker. I, I would agree <laughs> with that. Yeah. I don't like humor. <laughs> I'm going to watch The Shining. Micah has told me repeatedly that he does not approve of that film. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't personally. I don't understand his reasons. Yeah, why? 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 Greg, stop being such a Hitler. We'll get him. Nah, why? We'll, we'll why? get him one of these days. We'll get him. We'll get him to watch Black hey, I've never seen it. Why? Why not? I've why never not? seen it. Why haven't you seen it? Why? You know I love Friday. <laughs> so out of nowhere, this guy with an axe is wielding an axe. He just fucking flies out of the cafe across the street yeah. and starts coming at our protagonists. But I love we don't this. know what to think. I right. love this because there's important plot points being spoken between the two where it's just like, hey, I have another case for you. Uh, like, yeah, sure, I'll take it. It's about this guy, Sutter Kane. But meanwhile, in the background, it's like the guy from Last Action Hero walking up with an axe. Yeah, he's just flying at him. He presses his nipples against the window. They're just, they're trying to have a conversation, but this man is imposing himself he's like, he's upon like, them. He's like Jim Carrey from that one movie that he, where he actually did that in the movie. And when he can't get their attention. Oh, Billy. Yeah, yes. cable guy. Thank you. When he can't do it subtly, he just 
wields this axe and smashes through the window. Yep. He's, he's like, well, screaming. guess guess no one's paying attention to my nipples. Mm-hmm. And what they find out is this man is Sutter Kane's agent. Yeah. Now, these are actually, uh, and when you look at the guy, the guy is very disheveled. He's sweaty. He has blackened out eyes. His and eyes are, his his eyes are like, both of his eyes individually are like like two eyes in one. He's clearly pissed. It's really pants. weird. It's like a double pupil. And it messed me up a whole lot. So these are this you and was me both. yeah this was actually the end of those style of contacts in these movies before they actually like started making legit contacts yeah. for the actors like measuring the eyes and making sure and everything. And the reason why is that uh, this particular actor, his left eye. Uh, was extremely effed up mm-hmm. from the contact. It scratched his cornea where Ooh. he was blind for a couple years, and now he has an incredibly uh, blurry blurry vision out of his left eye. It so, also messed his right eye up, but not so much as his left. So these and are the same was, contacts they used to they use in the through the video then. The big, the, the, the big glass. glass actual one, yeah, yeah, this was one of the last like like movies where they actually had. They actually had like that, like style of contact in. Yeah, like the okay. left eye style. Okay. Left eye Lopez. Style. I feel like she didn't actually have AIDS. I, f- I feel like she just died from a car accident. I thought she died from a plane accident. That's a, that's Aaliyah. Yeah. There you go, Lopez all together. There no, that's not true. They died around the same time, so you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> you're still like they're still. You don't get to do that, Will. <laughs> they're still completely different. You don't lump me into this. <laughs> don't you dare! Lo- don't you put this on me, Ricky Bobby. I mean, all right. I I mean, it was still some form no, of was, transportation. It was it was it was, it was, it was the same. Like, it was a form of transportation. It, was, it, was, it wasn't around the same time. So yes. Aaliyah and Left Eye were also incredibly attractive. There was yes. also this time where John and his friend Mr. Robinson are at a cafe discussing. How <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is, so this this is. So he axes through through the glass, yep. and it's just like, "Have you read Sutter Kane?" Which I was not expecting that voice from this guy. I thought it was going to be like Kevin from The Office. Yeah, yeah, honestly. like, "Hey, have you read Sutter Kane?" I don't think it's that. I don't think that's Kevin's voice from The Office at all. I've read Sutter Kane. There you go. Yeah, all right. I've read Sutter Kane so hard, and I made chili. Yeah. I don't watch The Office. That's, that's all I know from that's it. 100% accurate. It's though. like he does the chili gag and he's annoying. That's 100% like his voice. That was yeah. at least like two or three seasons of The Office. Like, it, it 100%. Like yeah. Chili cook offs. Yep. Yeah. It was, that's, that's what it is, right? It's, uh, hey, look how fun and innocent Stephen What's His Nuts character is. And look at this guy dropping chili. Well, yeah. like who, how, how many of us can sneak our penises in between the beans of the chili? Right. Well, I can. Can you? Real sneaky. All yeah. right. Yeah, you've been to my chili cook-off. The one you had 10 years ago? 11. 11? It was 11 years ago? <laughs> it was 11 Jesus years Christ. Ago. All right. Yeah, and I got herpes from it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never forgiven you. <laughs> so I love that he goes to kill Sam Neill's character, but instead he gets, baka, 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 baka. Just shot the fuck up. Yeah, a bunch of cops shot him up dead. Yeah. Yep. She's a cop in the alleyway. Just Beating up a punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as um, uh, Sam Neill's character is walking down the street, walking, I guess, walking home. Apparently, he there's there's a as cop it, on his on his left. His apartment on is your left. like exactly like one block between his yeah. publisher and, and his, his house. Co- and, and his cop is beating the fuck out of this random dude. So he, he passes this alley nightly. 
But before he yeah. passes the cop beating the fuck out of the guy, he passes a bunch of Sutter Kane yeah, posters, he does. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hobbs and Sutter Kane. Oh, mm-hmm. geez. Look at me. I'm Stephen King. He doesn't do anything to it there, but like later on, we'll get to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A Stephen King reference. Yeah. He's one of those, I turn a blind eye to police brutality. Yeah, oh, he is. Because the cop is like, I was like, this cop is beating the shit out of well, this they, guy. They make eye contact. They, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. The hey. cop looks right at him. He's not. He's, and, like, <laughs> and he says, like, hey. Trans, like, I you, nothing. You catch the game last night, yeah. fella? Yeah, that doesn't like, happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, 17 to 20. Yeah, yeah. All right, bye. And then right. he just continues beating the shit out of this gentleman. Have in a the good alley. day, yeah. Enjoy your night. Great. <laughs> I know I'm Canadian, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, it was I, weird. Well, some of the movie was filmed in Canada, so it's okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. Hey. I like well, Canada. The more you know. Yeah. It's authoritative. Right. Um, he gives our main man an assignment. Yeah, he totally does. They discuss the disappearance of Sutter Kane. what Stephen King yeah fuck you yeah. we got Sutter Kane here and now yep. that we're on it I feel like this entire script is just a big old fuck you to the ego of Stephen King it has to be it might be it's like hey, the impression that I got you know what Sutter Kane doesn't do have kid orgies I hope not Jesus yeah, Christ fuck. yeah Stephen King got away with that shit in what movie is that a fact it oh in yeah. the book in the book it Towards the end of it, when uh, so in the movie, it's like they have like uh, the, uh, the blood, the blood the, pact. The yeah. blood pact. Instead, it's just like, hey, yeah, all of you have yeah. sex with me and come in me, and that's going to be your uh, oh, your pact. Oh, Son man. of a bitch! Oh, I, I kind of want to cut that part. <laughs> yeah. How are we gonna? We're not gonna cut it because that's actually in the Stephen yeah, King's novel. I know, it. I know. Well, I know. regardless, if yeah. We're, if we're gonna we, talk we, about we our keep going. our main character John, he um. He has a coffee. <laughs> and he's John in, Coffee? He's in the office of Charles and Heston just enjoying a coffee. There's no children. There's no sex. <laughs> <laughs> They're having just a, uh, a business discussion. A really conversation, yeah. Yeah. And uh, John takes a moment to look at the, the printing on his mug. Yep. And I will say, because it is my want, it is the titular mug. <laughs> yes. That says, in the mouth of madness, mm-hmm. for a moment. And he, he focuses on it just for a second, and then moves on. And it we says, are... Stephen King sucks. <laughs> yes. Sutter Kane is a huge dick, is what it said <laughs> on the mug. In the mouth of madness, subtitle, fuck you, Stephen King. Also, yeah. I don't know if you guys really follow like Stephen King, uh, but he... When he puts over something like, uh, like one of his movies, he will go on to be like... This is the most terrifying motion picture I've ever seen. Yeah. Ever. Uh-huh. Ever. He did it with Christine, and it's just, And it's like the, yes. And, yeah. but No, no, no. But I mean recent, recent and, years. And oh, then, recent? It's, okay. then it turns out it's maximum overdrive and there's <laughs> it's, cocaine's it, it, been shot it, it at you turns from out, a vending machine. It, it turns out it's like the the uh, the Pet Cemetery remake. Oh. Yeah. Not a great track record for Stephen King. Film no. And Stephen King also hates Friday the 13th. Let me just... 
Oh, I want to punch him. Yeah, so I have heat with Stephen King. I know everyone loves Stephen King. He's done the stand, all this and that, whatever. But when you shit on Friday the 13th, that's where you and I got twabble. Yeah, let me just say, um, Stephen King, you can eat my butt. That too, but Mm -hmm. you can link, you you can lick, link, you can link the dirtiest part of my taint. Um, for now, enjoying Friday the Thirteenth. You can also um, go and do something strange to a goat. I actually like a lot of your work, Stephen King. I don't. No, I mean I do too. Is but this, like, is this an unpopular? The fact that he doesn't like, no, this doesn't this doesn't yeah, no. cover us. No, okay. I don't like when Stephen King is. They like pay him like twenty. Here's twenty bucks. Say something nice about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Greg. Go ahead, buddy. I yeah, thought your role in Creep Show was tangent. very entertaining. It was so entertaining. Uh, I just actually I've, just watched Creep Show recently. I've read uh, The Shining, which was great, and Dreamcatcher also. Uh, it I thoroughly enjoyed. Nightmares and Dreamscapes uh, was a hoot. I, I it really, was great. I, I like a lot of your short stories. Most of them, actually. The short stories are better than the big stories. Mm, yeah. Um, Mainly because I have terrible attention span. Yeah, that's true. Greg, I, I where are we at I, now? I can't say I, I agree with Will's assessment on your work. I didn't say all of his spoofs suck. Just him in general. Uh, Richard Bachman, I also uh, would not disparage. Who the fuck is that? You know what, Greg? Keep going. Go, get go. So Charleston Heston. <laughs> yeah, Richard Bachman, uh, uh, alter ego of Stephen King. No, you're thinking of Garth Brooks. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. He's fat as hell you're now. Right. No, um, uh, uh, Stephen <laughs> Tyler. I was thinking Steven, Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler. Loving yeah. an elevator. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, because right, so when he's uh, not making music, he's making mm, Making pussy. sweet <laughs> love in a moving conveyance. Anyway, <laughs> at so this point, we are introduced to the character of Linda Stiles, who's played by the gorgeous and phenomenal Julie, St- Julie Carmen. Oh, shit. Yeah, good old Julie Carmen. She, I don't know about y'all, but she's... Perfect in every way. She gave me a tingle in my dingle. She's a babe. Yeah. Real school teacher vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's uh, she's putting over Sutter Kane's work like it's the greatest thing ever. Meanwhile, yeah. we have Sam Neill's character, Trench, sitting there smoking a cigarette, blowing smoke at her. And she's doing the whole uh, like uh, like every person back in the early 90s, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. They're, they're basically saying Kane has gone rogue. Yeah. And we have a mission for you. You need to track yeah, him down. Like he's just like peaced out on us. And you need to find him. The hell he is. You need to grab us the manuscript to his new book, and you need to bring it back for business reasons. I love that it's, we don't even care so much about him as much we care about the book. Well, that's the undertone right. is, uh, yeah. you know, the, the sick reality of corporate America. Charleston Hessen is just like, son, bring me back that book. You damn dirty ape. From my cold, dead <laughs> manuscript. <laughs> yeah, I don't even right. know if that makes sense. <laughs> Ramses. <laughs> yeah, so Omega Man is over here just like... Khan. That, that, that is that's not... That's not who I thought it was. William no. Shatner. Khan. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, boy. So he's all just like, <laughs> bring me back that... Manuscript. The manuscript. And I want you to take this babe with you. Yeah, he's talking to Don't go fucking her now. Yes. He very specifically says, take my assistant friend with you. Mm -hmm. 
because yeah. she she will guide you on your path. She will lead you to salvation. Yep. Shot Michaels. <laughs> she's essentially uh she's like the sword that the old man gives you in the original Zelda game. Take this. It will guide you on your she's path. She's also like, yes. like like the like the main female lead in Golden Child. I was just going to say that. Wait. Yeah. That's her? No. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like she's not Asian. No, I'm saying like, like, like character-wise. <laughs> I, I get it now. I thought you were saying it's the no. same character, no. like the same actor. No, no, well, no. Not, not exactly the same character. Yeah. But. Okay. But, but, I mean, you nope. threw me off for a second. I know Hollywood likes to uh, do the whole whitewashing thing, but she's I the, she's the sidekick that comes along with you on your main adventure. Yes. Yeah. So they get on. Uh, <laughs> so right before uh, right before their road trip. Uh, Sam Neill's character, he goes to a bookstore and he buys every one of Sutter Kane's novels because he's not really familiar with the work. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, while he's there, this creepy little kid comes up to him and the, uh, that looked like he just got done finishing up a Dungeons and Dragons game. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I see you. Yeah. Isn't that right? What happens here? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, he's confronted by uh, a character that I would, I would refer to as Melvin. A real if Melvin. I, if I had to give him a name. And uh, while looking at Kane, uh, Kane's just checking out these books, and he's just like, I see you. And he's like, I'm going to grab you, and I'm going to give you the biggest wedgie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> and he does. Trent's like, you know, I fought dinosaurs, right? I could take on you, you fucking nerd. Yeah. So and then he, he gets... Go ahead. No, no, it's all you. God. No, you go. I lost it. How'd you lose already? They get back to uh, it's back at Sam Neill's apartment. He's reading all the books. Yeah, okay, and this is, is where he has a nightmare another, sequence. Another dream. He's he's walking. He's walking down the same alley that he was walking when he was walking home the night before, where he sees the cop beating the hell out of that guy. And this is where things really start to pick up in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so the cop, be- so the cop is beating the hell out of that one guy, and then the cop slowly turns around. Meanwhile, as he turns around, there's a mob behind Sam Neill that you don't really pay attention they to. They have like axes and pitchforks and like like pickaxes and stuff. Like they're chasing uh, the Night Stalker in L.A. back in the '80s. Yeah, <laughs> they beat the hell out of that guy. Or too. Frankenstein's monster, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where we have the guy from the beginning of the movie that had the axe that was shot dead by the police that was trying to kill Sam Neill's character. The agent. And he, oh, God, what does he say here? He sees you? He sees you, yeah. Just like what the what the Melvin said at the the bookstore, yeah. right, Greg? They say, he. They, they, the guy says he sees you, and, they, and then they all, all the other, the rest of the mob, like, circles around that one guy. Oh, and they and hack they him all to hack him to death, yeah. They hack him to itty bitty bitties. And then Sam Neill is, like, backing up and then... And? Like, backing backing up, like, back into the cop. And then the and meanwhile, cop, they're hacking the guy to fucking yeah, they're hacking, bits and pieces. Yeah, they're hacking him to death at this point. And there's yeah. some really good gore effects in this Yeah. Scene. This is actually... There's not a lot of gore in the movie. There's not, but, like, when it, when it comes, it counts. Yeah, this is this is one of the scenes that is actually gory. He backs up right into the cop that's beating up yeah. the the guy. Yep, and he turns and uh, it's like, oh, I'm gonna kill you. And then, then, then Samuel wakes up on his couch and shit. <laughs> wakes up. This is a jump scare. Uh, it turns huh. out it's just John it reading just a, a book. It was just a dream. Oh my god! Looking to the left. Looking to the left. And he pulls. Looks his to hand the up. right. And the fucking cop is there. 
It's right next to him on the couch. In the same grotesque face that he was in, in Sam Little's dream. This is actually a gag that John Carpenter borrowed from Prince of Darkness. Okay. Uh, he borrowed it from Prince of Darkness, but he's like, how can I make this even scarier? Uh, is that he he did something like this in Prince of Darkness, but in this movie, he's like, you know what? That cop's makeup is pretty scary, so it mm-hmm. added a better jump to it. Yeah. Yeah. Then he actually, then, then Sam Neill's like, oh, I have to call him John from now on. John actually wakes up, and he's, <laughs> he's like awake at that point. Yeah. And just a just a small kind of like awesome minor detail. Uh, for whatever reason, the black ink from the book is smudging off of his fingers. And I noticed that. I was face. trying to figure out, like, why the hell did he have, why the hell was he wearing it's, eyeliner? It's and just then sort he's of like a, crying uh, in the middle of his dream, and then his eyeliner is all in his face. It's just like a visual uh, kind of metaphor of how, okay. how he's starting to get absorbed into. Okay into the writing and into the story. I like that. Um, it it kind of integrates him and the fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it also makes him look like he's losing his fucking mind. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. At this point, I I, I um I, I realize, I'm like, watching the movie, I'm like, yo, Julie Carmen is fine as hell. Julie Carmen has that school teacher thing going on where it's like you don't realize how hot she is. But then, I realize how immediately. She's, Cause how like we're older now though, but like as yeah. a kid, like how she's dressed, she's dressed like a school teacher. Mm-hmm. Well, at this point, uh, he somehow gets really motivated and he starts just ripping these books in half. He starts yes. tearing them up. He starts ripping the covers off. He starts uh, cutting them into little uh, kind of puzzle pieces and then yep. reassembling them. Uh, to be honest, I didn't really understand what he was going for here. Until he actually did it. He saw that yeah. pattern because there's like a red outline in all the covers of Sutter Kane novels. So mm-hmm. he ripped them up and he reassembled them into what I think was the shape of... Uh, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. No, Rhode it was uh, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Was it New Hampshire? It was, <laughs> I think it was New Hampshire. It was the one that looks like this. <laughs> it was not Vermont. Super Vermont. That's kind of how I, like, even when I was in elementary school, I always knew New Hampshire as Dude, not Vermont. You live in Vermont, Bernie Sanders will cut your front the, lawn the, for you. The negative Vermont. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anti-vaunt Vermont. And Anti-vaunt. Yes. Anti-vaunt. And, and vermin. Old, old Vermont. Yeah. We'll we like to that. call it. Uh, so somehow this shit forms a map uh, to a little town that we're going to call Hobbs End. Yeah. The sinister town of Hobbs End. Good old Hobnob uh, and Hobbs and, End. Uh, I mean, still, I'm not really sure how this works, but he locates it. Isn't and that he, where he like explains everything yeah, to, he, to Moses? Yeah, and, he, he brings it yeah. into uh, old Charlton Heston, and he says, I figured your shit out. He showed them on, on his bullshit yeah. map that he like created out of the book covers. Even then, without guns, I made sense of this. Yeah. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> In your face, Charlton. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got this map to a little town called I Hobbs told End. you it was possible. Right? Yeah. You didn't think so, but we can live without guns, yeah. apparently. And the whole time he's thinking this whole thing is like a big work. Like, oh, look, the covers were a map. It's this town of uh, old Vermont. The, the, uh, the state of old Vermont. The mm-hmm. town is Hobbs End. Well, and he tells him, I'm going to go to this town. Just so you know, even though I think your entire claim is bullshit, and I don't, yeah. I think you're full of shit, but I'm going to go to this little town of Hobbs End that I discovered, and I'm going to find Kane, and I'm going to take Linda with me. That's, yes. that's got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. Because who else would it be? Right. It might point? be Kane. 
Uh, okay. So that's where Charleston Heston is like, well, I want you to take this really hot I mean, school not, teacher we're not, we're not, with you. We're not just going to pass over like we like you just said what you just said. Kane? Yeah. It's got to be Kane. Yeah, what, what exactly do you mean by that? Uh, Hell in the Cell 1997, the debut of Kane when Shawn Michaels was wrestling Undertaker in a Hell in the Cell match. The lights went out. Everything went red. Kane showed up, ripped the hinges off the wall, tombstoned his brother, the Undertaker. Not Shawn Michaels won. Not to be overly negative here, but it's not tugboat. Do you really think that's relevant? <laughs> Without mentioning tugboat, <laughs> there's a lot of shit that we <laughs> that we covered that is not relevant at all, and I feel like this is more relevant than a lot of our shit. Do you think I'm making a rational point? <laughs> <laughs> by questioning you on this i'm sorry it's not tugboat for the first time ever it turns out tugboat was undertaker's brother all along <laughs> you imagine if it was him <laughs> that's really funny yeah isaac brother! yankum just came and gone tugboat really his brother <laughs> doot doot <laughs> well we wake up to a scene with our uh, our protagonist John and his friend Linda driving in a car. Yeah, and they are on their way to their destination. Destination unknown, which is a Hobbs End. They're driving, and he is having a real boring ass drive there. Yeah, I believe they're she's driving from in the passenger seat. They driving from like New York City. Well, they have kind of a funny conversation where they they sort of get into some uh, some humorous uh, what I would call teenage stoner. Uh, politics. Okay. Okay. They talk about how big the sky is, and they talk about how uh, insanity could somehow be sanity, and like, what if reality wasn't wasn't real? And they get into all these these kind of like things you'd talk about if you were just smoking pot in uh It's in like a people that were, were abducted by aliens. Those people aren't actually crazy. You're crazy because you don't believe them. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Did you lose it just now? <laughs> and that's, uh, isn't that where she's like asleep and he does the old yeah, uh, he's, let she, me pull out this Art the Clown honker thing here honka, and just honka 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 yeah. honka and like yeah he's scared oh, he's, hey. he scares her and wakes her up and like oh hey you're awake and she hey, hey turns out you're awake and she smacks him a few times with a bag of chips which yeah. is funny do not hit the driver with chips yeah yeah which is just like uh, all yeah, right, come dude. on come on Samuel. Yeah. Well, eventually, Linda passes out from uh, what I thought was just smoking too much pot and wakes up to see an old lady on a bike coming at them. Which yeah, because she's driving the point. Which was like... It uh, wasn't actually an old lady. No, it that's wasn't. That's what I thought. Yeah, it was it like the, me up too. The, the witch from Army of Darkness or yeah. like Haggis from Pumpkinhead. Yep. Yep. And it ends up not being the witch from Pumpkinhead, no, or the witch from Army of Darkness, ends up being a young it, child. It was, a, it was a young, it was a young, uh, it was a young man who was riding his bike, um, who, who rode his bike past past the car. We're what, getting a little Elm Street here, who, yeah. A, a young man that we learn later is caught in a cycle. Yes. So then, like on he, his he, bicycle, yo, look at that cycle right. on but, the cycle. So he but ride, for now we just see him as a as a young man, as a young, and then an as old a, man, as a young spry man. And then apparently an old woman. Yeah. Then he rides. He rides past him, and then he like he's like riding past him again. But all of a sudden he's like a he's like an older version of himself, but like yeah. long, but like like long like white dark brown hair. Yeah. And then he does it again, and he rides back again, and he's like a completely older, broken down person. Well, and when he passes by, at one point he just screams, "He won't let me out." Yeah. 
He won't let me out. So it's kind of an ominous message. Mm-hmm. Who is he? Probably Sutter Kane. Yeah, probably yeah. most likely. I'm not a betting man. Yep. But I'm willing to bet. It's pretty obvious from the beginning. It's I think. Sutter Kane. Yeah. So Sutter Kane is running the whole town. This is a little bit of a Silent Hill kind of vibe, where uh, they're going into like this this fantasy uh, town. It was kind of like a, it, was, it was kind of it was it reminded me of Elm Street Four when they had that that that, that um that looping scene. Yeah, when they were in like when they're in the cars. Oh, the Craven. Yeah, yeah the Craven. All, just, come yeah, on, come on, I'm kind of like that. It's, it's all the the product of fiction. Yeah, um, things repeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing is what it seems. This is kind of the start of the Lovecraftian aspect of it, right. where she's driving, Sam Neill's asleep. It's the this is where things start to get. Weird. It's the dead of night, and she's driving, and she looks down, and it's just stars underneath her, right? It's just like a sky. Before that, she though she hits she hits the the old the old young person with the car. Oh and, and yeah, they, and they, they get they, out. They There's they get nothing out. there. No, the bike is still there. They get out and like she's like she's standing there watching it, yeah. and he runs back to the car. She crashes into old man, young boy. Yeah, and then like she he runs back. They to, think it's this big car. tragedy, but all of a and sudden he gets up. He gets up and rides away. He leaves, and they're just they're lost. They don't I'm know like, what's going on. They I get back like, in the car and start driving. And, uh, Michael, like you said, all of a sudden they're on a bridge. I was like, nigga, what? So, yeah, that's a... Uh, yeah. The mic probably picked you up anyway. I don't yeah, know I know it did. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, so they're driving and uh, looking down and it's just space, yeah. right? Uh, she's kind of having a moment there. Meanwhile, Sam Neill's asleep because there's one thing I know is that I could sleep off almost killing somebody. <laughs> Uh, and they cross over a Beetlejuice bridge. Yeah, I got that vibe too. And boom, Hobbs End, middle of the God day. God damn, it's daylight all of a sudden. This movie, up to this point, this movie gave me like a, like a really huge Twilight Zone vibe. Yep. Twilight Zone, Black Mirror, whatever, yeah. Outer Limits, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Right. Uh, little X-Files. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. Uh, well, the journey is over. They've reached the destination. Yeah. And it's daytime now. Life's a journey, man, not a destination. Life is a highway. But he pops up and uh, he pops up and is just like, oh, wow, I must have slept all night. Is it daylight? <laughs> Good job there. Right. He just wakes up like a dick. Like, hey, yeah, I, he has no idea what happened. No. Meanwhile, she is shook. She's <laughs> dealt with old man, women, boys. Oh, good morning. People. Wow. Uh, wow. Oh, is that a boner? So she's, refreshed. she's been menaced all night long and he just right. he slept uh, in the passenger seat. Oh, bitch, can we get some fucking coffee or what, man? Flashing lights in her in her peripherals and stuff, and he's falling asleep shit. Yeah. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) So they check into this hotel, right? Yes. First, first they they run into all these little tiny little children, which I will refrain this week from calling them what I want to call them. (laughs) But they're all creepy-looking kids. Oh, Um, because apparently that's what they get first. Yeah. He gets the kids first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's the, all these kids are chasing this poor three-legged dog. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out that this three-legged dog actually took off running to the point where no one could catch him and he was gone. Oh yeah? Yeah, he took off the kids were chasing they're like they're like, "Okay, three-legged dog, go running. These kids are going to chase you." The kids chase the dog and the dog went and started like, "Okay, and cut." All right, Fido. So the dog was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." They're that, like, "That messed me up." The dog kept running. They couldn't catch the dog until after they were done filming wow. like all the scenes in this town. Wow. They eventually found the dog. All right. Yeah. 
So they're walking up and down uh, the empty main street of this new town that they've entered. Bruce Springsteen's playing in the background. <laughs> they're looking in windows. They're just kind of checking things out. And uh, Linda sees a bunch of invisible kids on the street. Yes. It appears that uh, she's the only one that can perceive them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she sees the children in the corn, which are invisible. Yep. Got that vibe, too. So uh, they move past that and make their way to a hotel where um, she recognizes that it is the same hotel from the Hobbs and Horror, which is a Sutter Kane book that mm-hmm. she's familiar with. Yeah. Um, this is definitely a Lovecraft reference. Uh, Hobbs and Horror, Dunwich Horror. Yeah. Know, same kind of thing. Uh, they ring the bell. For those that aren't familiar with that, what is that? The Dunwich Horror. It's a it's a, a story by H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, fuck me then. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Well, I mean, do you want me to like describe the entire yeah, thing? Yeah, not the entire, entire thing, but just like a little bit of it. Well, anyway, they ring the bell uh, at this hotel, and Happy Gilmore's grandma comes <laughs> to the desk. That is her, isn't it? Isn't it? Yep. Yeah. No way. Okay. And they say, we're looking that's, for that's Sutter That's why she looks so damn familiar. Yeah. Yes. And then, oh, oh, oh shit, I lost it. Where where? where she we? says, I, uh, go to sleep or I'm going to push you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, Yeah, so Happy Gilmore's grandma, she gets them a room and stuff. She's been really sweet, but there is something off with her. I don't know. Maybe it's because her fingers don't hurt anymore and her back hurts because now she's pulling landscaping duty. Yeah. Landscaping duty, whatever it is, because the evil Ben Stiller kicked her out there making her shovel and move rocks and shit. So, meanwhile, we have uh, old uh, John Trench and What's-Her-Nuts. They get uh, they get into the hotel room, and that's where she's kind of explaining the thing about, like, this old woman is kind of like in Sutter Kane's novel. This town is weird. I saw a bunch of these kids out there. You didn't fucking see these kids. And Something's they, up. They notice that there's a painting on the wall that yep. kind of creepily conforms to look like them. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was a really nice touch. And this yeah. is also the point of the movie where Sam Neill's character and what's her what, help me out what's her name again Linda uh, Linda Linda okay so Trench and Linda they actually essentially have the same exact wardrobe Trent Trent you said Trent I, I say, say Trench not by nature she yes. wears she yeah, wears a lot of white they're yeah. wearing they're wearing kind of the same thing where it's just like uh button up uh coat over top in slacks mm-hmm. and they both had the same thing going on and it turned out carpenter was the one that suggested this uh for the for the rest of the movie for this plot point here uh and sam and uh, or i say uh trent and linda uh those those uh actors they were actually in on it they thought it was cool but then eventually uh eventually they thought it was stupid like a couple of days later, like this is mm. stupid. Can we not? Can we just dress differently? Yeah. I know Linda was trying to show a little more skin, which, which I, I, I put in my notes. I was like, I was like, I, I kind of hope that she like shows a little more skin because she is a smoke. Show. The movie is rated R. Let's see a little more. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then I also saw like like according to a Wikipedia page, she's also like a psychiatrist. So I get why she didn't want to show. Like she didn't show it again. Oh man, I would need therapy. Well, after seeing her after yeah. talking yeah. to happy gilmore's grandma at the counter uh they eventually get their room yeah yeah and they have a little bit of a discussion where um 
our main character is trying to maintain reality. He's not sure if they're in a Sutter Kane novel or if they're trying to fight against it. And she's convinced. She she's is, very much convinced. She thinks we're in it. Uh, so she or uh, he looks out the window and says, look, if this was the story you're thinking, we would see a very specific view out of this window. Yeah. And he describes a church uh, with a certain, I think, a certain number of spires with golden onions. Onions. On their uh, tips. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's an architectural yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of description. Uh, and he opens the window and it's not there. Yeah. But she contests this. She says, you're looking out the wrong direction. It turns out you didn't read the book closely enough. Yeah, dumbass. You want to you be looking out the east window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She opens the window and bam, we've got church. We've got church. We've got spires. We've got golden onions. We've got a church. Satanism. Here's a steeple. Open doors and here's all the people. And you just go finger banging everything. And those people are fucking monsters. Yeah. Yeah, because they go to this church. And this blows his mind. All of a sudden, he's like, wait a minute. You might have a point. So they get to this church, which is kind of in the middle of nowhere. This church was also in Canaanitor. Uh it was a, I think it was a Presbyterian church. I, I guess that part doesn't really matter so much. Well, I would make the argument that this was some kind of Satanist church. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. I'm not sure sense. Presbyterian really works into it. And so they're walking up to it, uh, and eventually all these trucks and hillbillies come pulling up like they're looking for Michael Myers in Halloween 4, mm-hmm. and they got all their double-barrel shotguns and all that, and... She is just like, we got to get out of here right now. We yeah. can't be in front of this church. And he's it's like, no, I want to stay and see what's going on. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. This is all an act. I love that the whole time he is just like, you guys are putting on an act. Yeah. The woman from the hotel, all these people at the church, you, mm-hmm. Charleston Heston, you guys are all putting on an act because you want this next novel to be like number one and make me put out some crazy review right. that there's this fake ass town called Hobbs End and you guys are just trying to make me go bananas over here. So once they've seen this church, they decide we need to go to it. Yeah, we need to go check this out, right? Yeah. So they take a little road trip, very short road trip. It's really not even a road trip. It's just a foot trip. <laughs> yeah. They walk over to this church and uh as they arrive to the the entrance way of it, a bunch of trucks show up. Could have sworn I just said this. Yeah, Greg, where you where you at, man? <laughs> Patriots with guns. Yeah. yeah. And they scream, Give him back. Yeah, yeah. give him back. Yeah. Yeah. Trump. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. So they're like, give him back and all that, and that's where the doors open. And it's a little boy, right? No, I think the door's open and it reveals Sutter himself. Oh, no, not yet. No? No. Okay. The door's open and it's a little Johnny. A little oh, Johnny okay. who we don't know, but that's where Greg said, give him back. They were alluding to the fact that this little boy was taken. Oh, okay. So I don't... Yeah. So real haunted house fashion. The doors open, close. Open, close. And you keep seeing the little boy over and over and over again. Okay. And then it finally opens and boom! We see Sutter Kane, who he, looks like he Jorgen Florgen, <laughs> like he, he touches looks, women inappropriately. He looks a lot like Vigo from Ghostbusters too. That too, I have to yeah, say. kind of. And he also has a shit-eating grin. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Which he's, I, he's been eating shit for centuries unknown. I never understood that term. I would not grin if I ate shit. No. I'd probably be a I'd probably have more of a grimace. If you had like if you had shit on your teeth though, you'd want to like you ever get, you ever get shit though, you ever like get a, shit on your teeth, Greg? Like, like get it away from your lips, you know, like grin it. I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm just trying to justify it. Oh, I, okay. I guess. I guess see what you're going with here. Nah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I want to grin like, ah, get that shit off my the, teeth. Oh, the poop. Argh, uh, ah, that's my shit. I don't know grin. if it's, it's so much a proud gesture as it is like a like a grimace. So I guess Sutter Kane is there with more of a look on his face like, oh, I ate the pie I wasn't supposed to. Yeah, like I've I've been infested by Satan. Yeah, I'm naughty. Yeah. Ooh. Kane. <laughs> yes, I'm Sutter Kane. And he is he's accompanied by three large Dobermans. Yes, which are almost like uh the, the dog uh Serbius. Cerberus. Cerberus. Yeah, but, yeah. Three but, of it's, them. but it's just three of them. I think I feel like it's symbolic. Which I, yeah. feel like, I feel like it was more than just three dogs, though, because all the dogs that came out of the damn the church after, like, when he, like, released them was, like, more than three dogs. The fact that there's three, I feel like, is symbolic. It was three. Was it, in was in it frame. Three? Yeah, it was three. Yeah. Three dogs. Sure? Yeah, it was supposed to be, like, a Cerberus type thing. Yeah, I could have sworn it like, seven to eight dogs. You're just really scared of dogs. I'm not scared of dogs. No, you are. No, I feel not. like you, you may have gotten spooked by those dogs. You got me racing right now? What the fuck? No, I'm not. I'm just saying. Like, if if, if, if three dogs are running at you, I think like, you would say, like, dude, there were ten dogs. Like Mike Jackson and Moonwalker? Yeah. Okay. Just like that. Right. Uh, also, you don't even know. <laughs> this scene, of course I do. I you used to play that game video game. You could kick up, kick the dogs with magic. It was fucking awesome. Yo, I'd power up and turn into <laughs> big a big robot Michael Jackson and yeah. real fuck shit up. That was at the very end. Yeah. Of the movie, but not the video game. How is that the end of the game? game not the end of the game. Really? Yeah, when you play Moonwalker, you eventually get to power up occasionally Trust and turn me, into I the played, robot. I played no, it does, actually, Moonwalker does tell you, you, do, you turn into a robot. And you turn into a robot multiple times in the game. It's no, when it's you at, power up. It's at the end, though. It's at, it's at the end. It's at the end of the movie. It's at the end of the game, too. It's, it's the, the end of the, the movie. Game. It's at the end of the game, too. It's at the end of the game. Yes, it is. You start at Smooth Criminal. I'm a YouTuber right now. I will fuck you. Oh. It's after thriller. <laughs> it is after the thriller level. I don't believe you guys. No, no, that's serious. When was the last time you played that game? It's been. It's, it's been a while. I was very it. young. Yeah, you don't yeah. turn to a like, robot until the very end of that game. What? I wish you just played like five minutes ago. Yeah, it's, it's in the game. The arcade game, the side-scrolling arcade okay, game. So the arcade game is different, is different from the Genesis game. I'm talking. About, oh, I'm I've, talking about the arcade game. I've only okay. played the the Sega. That's version. where they yeah. had like they had five five councils on uh, five little spots that you could go up and play. Yeah, and it was like you were like the white suit Michael Jackson. There was a red suit Michael yeah. Jackson, a blue yeah. suit that's, Michael that's Jackson, game, black yeah. suit Michael. That one is what I'm talking about. Okay. That's where you had like your chimpanzee companion with you. That's, I make that's the argument game too, though, but it wasn't like it was if like you don't two play as the white suit Michael Jackson, you're a bitch. I always picked red because I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah. It was a sweet look. White suit. I was a red suit in the game. It was Man. the best Michael. Yeah. All right. You know what? I will sacrifice all the kids that's, for that's that smooth, game. Gotcha. Smooth criminal Michael is the white suit. <laughs> Okay, you're right. I don't talk about Prince like you do Michael Jackson, you asshole. <laughs> Prince had no allegations against him. The fuck he? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Prince liked full-grown, sturdy women. He liked a nice, st- 
dirty Can we woman. move on, please? <laughs> Don't ruin right. my fucking my life right now. So this scene where the dogs actually chase down the hillbillies and attack them and start chomping on them uh, actually sent three. The three dogs sent three fucking stuntmen to the hospital. Yeah. John Carpenter actually said, I don't like working with dogs. And uh, going into the scene, he was trying to work around it and get them to do like uh, like a CGI or just an off camera thing. But instead, the, the CGI student... in the nineties, yeah. Well, there was some bad CGI in this uh, that Mortal Kombat Annihilation look towards the end there. But uh, oh, yeah. they were uh, they were persistent on having these dogs on set, and Carpenter was firmly against it. And when they released the dogs, it actually sent three of the stuntmen into the hospital because they they chomped and they chewed these the... dogs so hard. Wow. Yeah. Well, shit. I mean, yeah, if, I mean, if you don't have the proper PPE. That's right. For, like, dog attacks, then, yeah, that, that, that would happen. All right. So, uh, from here, we have our, our two. They run off back to the hotel. Yeah, they get back. They hop back in the car. She, like, this is when they run back to the car. And, and he's, like, Sam, John is, like, like he wasn't about to part. Like, he's so interested in seeing what's going on. Yeah, he just and wants then, to know. And then, like, Linda comes back and grabs him. Like, we got to go. And they get yeah. in the car and get back to the hotel. All right. So, uh, Greg, where are we at here, buddy? Yes. Yeah, uh, so so uh, we get back to the hotel. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, we get back to the hotel, and is that where she's kind of pleading her case? Yeah. She, she like, legitimately, like, like throws her ass at him. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, and she's, she's like, just please, like, please, can we go? Please, can we go? Yeah, put your dick I'll do right anything here. We, we can just go. We just got to get out of this town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is this where um, where Grandma mutates? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, that's what they're talking to her, like behind the counter. We're getting close to that part. This is, this We're is getting the, close this is there. The part yeah. where they, they show her again. And she looks. She's, she's looking a little rough. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's so, like, like, like like John's at the, John's at the counter talking to the grandmother, and then like you see like Linda like sneak by, but in the background, oh, she does a sneak, sneak, sneak. She flies through like, like solid. Yeah. Oh, no, Styles, Styles. Yeah, yeah. She has a box over her. Yeah. She's sneaking out. A uh, exclamation point pops up over Sam's head, but he catches uh, her. Like what? He sees it. <laughs> like, snake, <laughs> snake, snake, snake. <laughs> he takes the bait. And he chases uh, her out. He goes chasing her out. Meanwhile, while this happens, she's like, shut up. Uh, the uh, the uh, yeah. uh, happy Gilmore's grandma yeah. behind the counter. And you look down and you see a naked, uh, an old naked man. Mrs. Handcuffed. Pickman. What? Mrs. Pickman is her name. Mrs. Pickman. Yeah. Mrs. Pickman. You see, uh, this, you see this old naked old man handcuffed to her ankle. Yeah. His, like by, all, by all brutalized and it's handcuffed. Like she's been beating the fuck out of him. Ankled wrists there. He's all like demoralized. Yeah. Yeah. So meanwhile, he goes chasing after uh, after Styles. Yeah. Uh, Styles runs to the he goes back to the to church. Goes back to the church, right? right? Yeah. And is that where she gets encountered by the kids that she sees at the beginning of the movie? Yeah. Uh, she, not the beginning of the movie, beginning of the town, right? She gets in. She gets. Yeah. She goes. She goes to see Hutter. Hutter. She goes to see Sutter and these creepy ass kids. One of the kids is like who's like who looks like a like a like a like a demon with like big teeth and like yeah all kind of messed yeah. up. Yeah, and the one kid's like, "Do you know what today is? It's it is today is mommy's day." Yeah, it you're was, our mommy. Yeah, which yeah, messed me up a little bit. Oh, let me suckle on those titties, mommy. Okay, that's it. 
Oh, that, oh, that noise. Oh. Mm. And meanwhile, that dog that they messed up at the or they were chasing after is there with them too, and he's kind of zombified a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so she goes into the church. Meanwhile, at, we're, this, at this point, I was like, you, you can tell this movie was. You can tell that this is a John Carpenter movie. Oh, but how it was shot and whatnot. I could tell it was a John Carpenter movie by that sweet ass guitar riff That's what at the I'm beginning like, of the movie. In general, you can tell like this is like this is his movie. Because, oh yeah, yeah dude. Everything, how everything looks and stuff like that is pretty sweet. John Carpenter might be my favorite director. I've said yeah. that before. I, I not might. John Carpenter is my I mean, favorite he did director. Halloween. Right? He did Halloween, okay. man. I hate that I had to question that. I hate that I had to question that. I'm sorry. Don't give me that look. I know, I feel like shit for, saying, for questioning it, but I know I was pretty sure, but I couldn't, I, I wouldn't be wrong on, on our fucking show. It's okay, Will. Uh, it's okay. It. Oh, boy. I guess I'll have our producer do a voiceover for that no, one. Hey. Hey. Uh, so while this is going on, uh, old Trent, he is, uh, he's running off to a bar, yep. uh, and he bumps into the one dad who was trying to find his kid earlier. Yeah, in the, the one, uh, dude, I don't. I don't. I don't think I picked up his name. Did you? Oh, it don't matter. Okay. Uh, we'll call him uh, Clemens. He looks like a Clemens. Okay. All right. So old Clemens is there, and he's like, "You got to get out of this town." Yeah, he's trying to make sure John gets the hell out of that town. Before yeah, it's it's, con- it's consuming you the way it consumed me, the way it consumed my boy. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, while this is going on, John's sitting there like, can I buy you a drink yeah. in Sam Neill fashion? And he's like, you go get out of here. Right. I don't know why he sounded like that, but uh, yeah, old Clemens is just on, like. Crocodile Dund- yeah. Dundee and shit. Clemens is like, you got to get out of this town. Get the hell out of here It's before it's too late. And then we mm-hmm. get back to uh, the church. And yeah. this is where uh, Linda walks in. And then and Sutter Kane is chilling at a typewriter, typing away, type, like finishing the book. And like, like he like he like admits that there's like there's like a there's like a there's like an an um an entity like controlling him. Oh, right. he right away he says it, yeah. yeah. And uh, he looks up and he's like, "Oh, Linda, it's so good to see you. I'm mm-hmm. so glad you're here." Well, yeah. he declares, "Come see the instrument of the homecoming." There you yeah. Know. He seduces her. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, what I described as a quato on his back. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was, I was like, this is like a real Quaid start the, the reactor moment. Uh, yeah. Yes. 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 So uh, like he pushes her face. He pushes her face into like the uh, like to the, the book, right? Paper, and then she's like, she like flashes through everything in the book and moves so far. And then she like, he dude, her face she up read she's, like, that. My eyes. She read that book the same way the micro machine guys read those fucking commercials in the nineties. Yeah, uh, yeah, just like that, just as quick. Yep. Yeah. So sure, eyes are bleeding. I mean, I've had nights like that where I've done benders for a couple of days and my eyes just start bleeding. I mean, I have Greg, you know what I'm not. talking about. Oh, I've been there. That's right. I haven't. I feel like you guys have lived like lives that I have never lived. We've lived the type of life where we've shaved a good ten years off of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fair. But anyway, John freaks the fuck out. Uh, he comes back all fucked up after seeing uh, seeing this book. Yeah. And when he gets back into the lobby of the hotel, the painting now contains all kinds of new imagery. Yeah. It's uh, there's um. There's a depiction of the evil church in the background. Uh, instead of him and Linda in the foreground, there's like this weird, uh, like, I don't know, Lovecraftian spaghetti monster. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're kind of combined into one person. The spaghetti monster? The pasta, uh, pasta finarian? And this is where... Pasta mania? This is where they start to wonder where Happy Gilmore's grandma has gone. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, where the hell are you, Happy Gilmore Grandma? And that's where they. Yeah, oh, come like, on. She, like, yeah, she, like, she gets, yeah, like, she yeah. gets, like, she gets, like, he, like he's, he's at the hotel and then she comes back and she's all distraught and shit. Like, huh, I'm losing me. I'm losing it. I'm losing me. Yeah. I'm losing it. Well, he follows the scent down into the basement. Yeah. And then he goes, he goes, he goes down to the front desk and he's like, come on, you old bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hears some creepy noises. Yeah. And he descends to find. Tentacle Grandma, yeah, chopping up naked Grandpa, yeah, on the basement floor, yeah. See, yeah, like uh, nobody is... ever wants to experience no. this. I don't know. I feel like that would be a hoot to see, <laughs> a real hoot. Uh so yeah, that is something else. And he ends up taking off uh, well, he with just Styles. Decides, I I don't want to be involved with this. Yeah, no. And he leaves. Keep those tentacles away from my bum. I've seen this porn. He also makes the the executive decision to say Linda is a demon now. So fuck that. I mean, shit, she was. I'm, I'm not gonna put her in the car. I'm just gonna take off. And I thought he had her in the car. No, this is before. No, he leaves. This is before he goes back upstairs and like tries to tries to get her to peace out, and he just gets out. Like of she's there. behind the door, and you see all these and tentacles and shit. Like as he's peeling out of the driveway, the yeah. uh, there's just a. I, I love this aspect of it. There's just a, a random glimpse of Bat Boy in the greenhouse. Yes, I think I missed that. Yeah, just, just yeah, yeah, wings yeah, in his yeah, claws. Yeah. And get out of here. I'm doing the best <laughs> really? I can. I missed that. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'll be on the weekly world news. Vote for <laughs> me, 2020. So he just peels out of the driveway while Bat Boy's yelling at him. It's just, <laughs> uh, So he goes peeling out, and isn't this where uh, the whole town kind of finds him? Yeah, he stopped by, uh, he stopped by a, a pitchfork and torch-wielding cult mm-hmm. in the middle of Main Street, downtown, Hobbs End. Yeah, the second time we see a, a mob form in the movie. The first time was in his dream sequence. Yeah, this time they're they're all like circling around, circling around Styles, right? But this time, one of the funniest aspects of it is a random uh, random cult member kind of runs by his window and just goes, <laughs> "Fuck you!" Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> oh that my really god! Funny. Yeah, that was really, really funny. Just because. Just yeah. Just because. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, didn't so do anything to him. Uh, just like ran by and said, "Fuck you!" And it's kept fantastic. Going. They're ornery. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure this is a scene where they're where they're all like circling around around Linda. Yeah. Um, and then they the, he gets back in the car. He I gets think. discouraged. He or he goes back. No, he goes to like to like a like a restaurant or a bar to he, he to goes run, back run to back the to the homeboy. He yeah. goes to his yeah. favorite bar, where um, a guy whose name I don't really know. Yeah, anybody? we can't. What did you, you, you say his name was? Clemens. Clemens. Okay. Clemens. I just called him Guy. Yeah. Uh, guy Clemens is his name. Or actually, I I didn't. After after knowing his character a little bit better, I called him Hemingway. <laughs> but Hemingway uh, says, hey, you're alone. Um, the book has already written your fate. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. We're all just we're all just living out the pages here. Dude, we're just we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and uh, our main character is he's a little resistant to it. He doesn't want to believe him. So to make his point thoroughly clear. Our friend Hemingway just uh, Cobays himself. Does what he does with a shotgun. Straight up Stephen King creep show style. Yep. Just, Straight uh, up just Cobain. No, I don't have a gun. Just no. paints the ceiling with his head. JK. And John leaves. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't really he doesn't react too much to it. He just He's like, Well 
Well, I guess that was meant to happen. It's like James Bull's yeah. in this fucking scary movie, too. Fuck this. Yeah, I guess I'll just get back <laughs> into the car and try to drive into this cult. Yeah. Which is a funny part of scary movie, too, for James Woods. Is this where uh, Linda shows up? No. Um, so they do the they, they do a, like a like an M Street Four esque scene when they where he keeps trying to trying to, he like gets in the car and he backs away. No, you're right. Actually, yeah. What Sorry. fucking part is the body horror scene? Because I'm I'm at a loss here. Yeah. I thought that happened so, before the bar. I, th- with I the think grandma? you're talking about the grandma. I'm talking about Linda. Okay, I where think... she does the contortionist bit. He gets. He oh, gets, that's that's soon. That's yeah, soon. All right, he, gets, he gets in the car and he like backs up and then turns around because the mob is all in front of him at this point. So he gets in the car, backs up, turns around, starts driving, and then there's like a weird sign and a like a, a weird sound and a flashing light to make it seem like he's he's spent like spun around it. Ah, uh, Sam Neill is just having the worst day yeah. ever right here. So they repeat that gag a few times where he's like turned around and driving back towards the mob of people, and um, oh. So this is where Linda shows up, right? And then uh, starts doing her uh, her crab walk, her upside yeah. down crab walk, where her head yeah. is actually upside down. Because he punches her in the face like twice. And yeah. Puts her in the car, and then, and then she's like, she's trying to like kiss him all over, and she's like, he's making me do this to you because he's writing me this way. Yeah, he's and, making me a whore. And she he punches her in the face again, and then like like they get to a point where like he's driving, and they stop, and she. He like he gets out the car. He's walking around. And he's like, "Wow, what the fuck is going on?" And she gets out the car. Then she's like, "Crap!" Walking at that point. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I, I was like, honestly, would you still? I still would. Yeah, yeah. Could get a sweet hummer, hummer yeah. from that. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, and then uh, is this where uh, he ends up at at the church in the co- confession pew? Um, at that point, she like they they cut to a scene where she's on the bike with the with the old young. Kid, ah, uh, right back and forth, yeah, and then like, um, he drive, he he starts driving again, and he drives back to the crowd, so he sees the crowd in front of him, so he then he like, and he's like, you know what, forget this, he twisted metal, try to go blow through the car, out, and he drives through him, and then he sees Linda like in front of him, so he swerves and he crashes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So then eventually he gets to uh to a church where he's in a confession pew. Yeah, and uh he's met by Sutter Kane, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's in the other side, and he's explaining like he's like, you got to read my book, mm-hmm. you got to read my book, man. I made you. I and, and uh, he's fighting it like no, I know who I am. I'm yeah. me. I yep. know my past. I think, therefore, I am. Sutter Kane is like, I think, therefore, you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going back and forth a bit with this bit, which is like the worst confession pew ever. Right. I mean, like, I like priests, just give me my hail marys. Tell me what else I got to do, and then uh, then I'm good to go, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead of that, Sutter Kane does his little. Uh, Chris Angel magic trick and pops up in the same pew where he's in underneath him. So Sam Neill is actually sitting on his lap. And it's like, I feel somebody poking (laughs) (laughs) when we're all grinding. I get so excited. Ooh, how I like it. Uh, I can't hide it. (laughs) Oh, we're dancing real close. We're in this little pew. Stop making it hard for me. Yeah. Uh, so he's feeling the pokey poke. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, uh, so this ends, and then Sam Neill ends up in the church with uh, 
with homeboy himself, Sutter Kane. So we get the big showdown right there. Mm-hmm. And he is like, no, I wrote you like this. Take this book. And Linda's there. And yeah. she's normal. Yep. And he's like, yo, you need to take this book. Take it back to the publisher, who is Charleston Heston. Mm-hmm. Like, Give it back to Moses. Moses is expecting this. Uh Meanwhile, I got this door behind me here, and it's all Videodrome-like. We're yeah, Videodrome. Get, get ready to fucking blow up. Like, the, uh, I love this effect of the slimy door, yeah. and it's moving, and he's like, he's like, look, this is our new god right here. I got to go, uh, or my new publisher, I got to go meet with him. Yeah, I don't know how much um, long I can hold it, so you might want to get the hell out of here. Which is weird, because it's like, okay, is Sutter Kane being a good guy here? Yeah, right. Like, I know, like, there was some kind of uh, other entity that was taken uh, taken over on him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so he's holding the door. Eventually, uh, he uh, he ends up ripping his face like it's a piece of paper. Yeah. Uh, and the door rips open like it's uh, part of his novel. You like can see. Book, yeah, you can see, like, the where he rips from his face is, like, you see words on the opposite side of the, of the page. Yeah, yeah. And Trent goes walking up to this hole in the door. Like an asshole. Like, looking down, like, dude, no, get no, the like, fuck out like, of there. Didn't he just tell you to fucking leave? This ain't Jurassic Park. There's yeah. no brontosauruses in there. It's bad news bears. It's Lovecraftian creatures, tentacles and shit. You're going to have a bad time. Go the fuck home. Yeah. So Linda is reading from the book everything that uh, Sam is... Uh, uh, this is Sutter- actually very New, new nightmare S too. Yes, exactly. Where he's like reading everything that he's doing. And he's like, oh, God, look at this. Uh, so he goes running off down a hallway, which is very uh, Event Horizon look. Too. Yeah. So he's running from all these Lovecraftian creatures with course, tentacles and they're chasing him. And then of course he's like he like runs, he's running and he's running and he falls like a white girl in every hope movie ever. Oh, every one of them. Yeah. Uh so he goes down, he gets back up, he goes running out. Uh and uh what and then, like, he falls and then like all the monsters and cause you see all these all these different monsters. Like you guys know more about the monsters than I do. So. It's like all of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. This, is a, this is a tunnel just full of uh Cthulhu's and Cronenbergs. Yeah. Oh, so many Cronenberg monsters chasing him down. Uh so, so eventually he they're, 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 like, they're like all they're like all like circled and surround him and all of a sudden he's like awake in the middle of the street in broad daylight. Like right when he gets overcome by them. Yeah. Uh, once his once his mind is just uh, just devoured by these monsters. He, so he, he wakes up a like at reality. a yeah. He wakes up at a crossroads in, in the middle, middle of the day. Yeah. And he sees one of the kids from Chilling in the Corn. It turns out it's one of those kids riding his bike earlier in the movie. Yeah. And, uh, and looking at looking at the kid, kids like, yeah. hey, you want a paper? Yeah. It's, it's, and he's it's like, old woman bike kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And he's like, no, I don't want a paper. I want you to tell me if there's a Hobbs end. Uh, and the kid's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and no Puddles a, he's like, point, like, me, point to me to the, the highway. highway. And the kid points and the like, kid's like running away. Even though that him. kid obviously knows what's going on, he pretends right. he doesn't. Yeah. So I guess this is where it's kind of like anticlimactic in a sense. You have all this, yeah. all this build up right here. Yeah. And then he ends up back in the office of Moses. Like this is the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. But they... they they add details. They and add details more to it for no, for like, for no reason. Honestly, for no reason, yeah. So he drops the manuscript in the middle of a field, and he hitches a, a ride back with a truck to a hotel. Yes, and then I know, and um, a hotel, like the, the guy this, at the hotel. This hotel does not pass the black light test, I will say. No, it does not. Um, but he, he sleeps there. He wakes up the next morning. Uh, and comes to the front desk where a package arrives for him, and guess what? It's, it's the, the book. Damn Who book. would have known? Yeah. Surprise, so, it's the manuscript. Fuck. Yeah. 
So he's having a real hard time with all this. He goes burning it. His he sanity ends up, is in question. Yeah, and then yeah. he ends up taking a bus back to the city. Meanwhile, he's uh, he's in a weird dream sequence where he's met with Sutter Kane, and Sutter Kane is just like, hey, when you wake up, I'm going to turn this into the same filter they use in the movie Twilight. And he wakes up, and everything is blue! Because blue is God's favorite color. Yeah, and he's the new god. Sutter Kane says, oh, okay, you don't understand. Is, okay. yeah, I'm the new god here. Sutter uh, Kane, a.k.a. Stephen King, is yeah. the new god here. So they get uh, – this is where he gets back to Moses' office and mm-hmm. uh, starts talking about, like, the book. And Moses is like, well, young man, you gave me that book months ago. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the movie is coming out yeah, in the a book couple was already, weeks. Like, he, gave him, he already gave him the manuscript of the book, and the book was already published and, like, out. And then, like, he's like, yeah, the book comes out in, like, two weeks. So you're, you're kind of fucked if you want to do anything about it. You're going to have to wrestle reality from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, and turns out Styles was never even a character in this movie. Which is wild, yeah. yeah. Does not I exist. S- I sent you there alone. Yeah. Figment of your sexual imagination. Yeah, and the next time we see... Next time we see, next, next time we see John, he's like, like he's like walking by like a like a like a movie theater and looking like a, just window shot and looking looking like a window shop looking like disheveled as hell. He's hell. looking like the guy at the beginning of the movie that with the axe. Yeah. And then like you, he runs to the guy with the same with the same like eyes that they do. That they oh do yeah, fucking been in the movie with the, the two with the two like pupils and shit. Yeah, and he's like the guy. I forget what he asked him. He's then, like, you read Sutter Kane? Yeah, he's like, yeah. And then he like, well, you're gonna enjoy this. And he pulls up yeah. the axe and just like hacks the brother. To death. I have to ask you a question about chapter five. Yeah. And they just hacks him to bits, and then that's, and then that's where how, we. That, that's how he's. That's how he's in that committed. That's why yeah, he's that's, that's why we're in the out. we're in the the insane asylum there. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, this part gets like really resonant evilly. The movies anyway. Yeah, because like he he's like like they all, all like out of nowhere like like there's like a lot of like some it's more flashing lights, and then there's like you can see like something try to claw through the door, and then all the doors that are other 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 of the asylum are open, and then he's like walks out, and he's the only person there, so he's like he's walking out the and he walks out the fucking um the asylum. Yeah, uh, and uh, that's where like they explain like everything's like really bad outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out everybody is actually turned into these Lovecraftian creatures. Uh, people are turning into tentacle monsters and stuff like that, and that's where essentially the world is ending, all because they read Sutter Kane. Yes, it drove everyone insane. There's yeah. a, a news story playing on the radio, probably from a car or somewhere. It's just ambient sound, but it's saying. Uh, there's a global epidemic of paranoid schizophrenia and just acts of violence. Everyone's killing each other. They're all mutating into monsters. Yeah. And it is because of our friend Sutter Kane. And if you didn't read Sutter Kane, chances are you're going to be murdered by one of these tentacle fucks. Well, if you didn't right. read him, you probably watched the movie. Yeah. 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 Just like Sam Neill. And that's yeah, how he, they get That's you. how they end it. He, he actually walks to a movie theater and he has, gets a bucket of popcorn. By himself, casually really? wipes the crayon crosses off yeah. his face. Yeah, I'm like, how the hell? All right, dude, that's not okay. Symbolically, yeah. wipes the crayon crosses off his face. And then he goes sits to the movie the theater, theater. And sits in the theater, and watches the whole story of his past, like what month or two. The the everything we saw, he's seeing. Yeah, and he's laughing and laughing and laughing. And then he's he like breaks down into tears. Uh, and like that's seven, where seven months, I think it is, right? Is something like that. Right? Yeah, and that's where we get that sweet, sweet nineties inner Sandman guitar. <laughs> sweet inner Sandman guitar. Yeah. And there we have it. That's it. John Carpenter's in the mouth of madness. Will, how do we rate this film? I honestly, 
I actually really, I actually really enjoyed it. Up, yeah. Up, up until the end of it. Oh. The end of it kind of, the, the end of it was kind of like they were kind of like they're trying to fish for a sequel. Okay. Which we obviously didn't get because the movie didn't make any money. No, it didn't. It, I think it. I think the movie it was bombed. I think it was. I think they made it for like fourteen million. million and the, yeah, fourteen million. They only made like half of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, I like I said, I still think it was good though. I, I I'll give it a three out of five out of a three and a half out of five. Okay. Scariest. Greg. I'm a huge Sam Neill fan myself. Yeah. Uh, after Jurassic Park, I feel like the man can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the uh, just all the under and overtones of Lovecraft. Uh, all the references, uh, everything about it was really up my alley. Um, so, of course, I'm going to give it a five out of five. Okay. After finding out that, like, uh, uh, the way Sam Neill was on set, and actually because he, gla- he got cut in that one scene, he threw a glass in the bar scene that wasn't part of the script, and he threw it towards Carpenter that actually shattered and got into John Carpenter's eye, where John Carpenter had to go to the hospital. Oh, wow. Um, and also the fact that like, this budget was cut insanely, where, like, the book was actually supposed to swallow the whole town. Uh, the lack of nudity... And uh, that was uh, your go-to. It is, uh, and also because it's rated R, there no, nothing could ever be higher than a three. <laughs> yeah. Based on your skill. Uh, so because of this, I'm giving it a three. Okay. Uh, I it doesn't really have a good replay value. No, it doesn't. Uh, no, it definitely doesn't. I mean, I've seen this movie. I think about four times now. Okay. Uh, I mean, I like it, but I it's gonna get a three out of five scaries oh, for when me. When was the last time you watched it? Yesterday. <laughs> well, before that, uh, like two years ago. Okay. okay. Yeah, the wife and I decided to, to check it out because we were on a carpenter kick. Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, well, all right, guys. I guess you guys could join us next week where uh, uh, we're starting a new month, so we're going to have a new theme. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to check us out, you could check us out at... You can hit us up at damnbestscurypod at gmail.com for any questions, comments, or concerns. You can hit us up at damnbestscurry on Instagram and on the Twitter because we are trying to be a little more prevalent on both those social media apps. Um, you can also hit us up on the Slasher app. I continually say that if you don't have the Slasher app and you're a horror fan, what in the blue fuck are you doing? Because the Slasher app is amazing. I am Welcome to Primetime, bitch. Micah is Boomstick Butcher. And Greg is Turbo Trioxin on Slasher app. So nice. You got it. Hit us all up. Yeah, boy. Uh, yeah. And uh, I guess in closing, Greg? Love each other. Yes. Care for another. And more importantly, keep it spooky. Damn, that's scary. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris. What are you recording? I'm currently recording a Vinyl Divers podcast. Vinyl Divers? What's that? Vinyl Divers is a podcast that I do where I talk everything music related from bands that are on vinyl that I've collected, uh, old vinyl that I found and purchased to bands that I am currently listening to on iTunes and Spotify because guess what? I can't afford all the vinyl that I want. But it's a vinyl podcast. Yes, essentially. It's a music podcast that started off as a vinyl podcast. Is there diving involved? There is diving into podcasts and vinyls. Where can I find vinyl divers? Find vinyl divers on the network app BICVP-radio.com Sweet. Keep diving.